Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another Welcome episode. Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. I haven't heat. yelled in a while. I apologize to your eardrums. Gavin has not brought the heat in a while. Um, it's 9 p.m. and there's a dog upstairs that will lose his fucking shit if I scream. Long time. I we did. still don't know if it's going to be all one long, nearly three hour episode or if it's going to be That's what she said. split up or what. I might That's make what she one said. of the segments its own thing. But That's anyway, what she said. This week, we talked about Andrew Tate and just his whole recent downfall. It's It's been a doozy. He has, know, you know, it's dramatic irony. Yeah. It's, he has it's done really many great. crimes it's against many so people. It's so fun to see. He's I, a bad I, you man. Know, not a good dude. Not a, no, not a good guy. We said I, we were going to talk about like Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1 this week. Uh, that, we, we are liars. We're bad we people. We are Greek harps. This week we talked about Avatar: The Way of Water, and it was good. I liked it. It was a it was a fun movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so suck on that. And then we talked about economics for a very long time. Again, might be its own publication. Who knows? I it might Who be knows? its own episode. I, whatever. Get what? off our dick. What? Whatever. Anyway, look at all these turkeys. I know how many fans are confused. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> There are timestamps in the description below. I keep forgetting to bring up the timestamps, but I did it this episode. I did it. Okay, get off me. But don't put your timestamps time on a card. The, 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 the mail system won't accept it. So you can, yeah, true that. I mean, you can if you want. Just make sure to put an actual postage note. So on that. you can skip a certain part if you want. If you if you, just, if you want to wait, you can't wait to get to a certain part. Use it if you want or don't. Whatever. Who cares? Anyway, have a good 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. Wherever shelters hours and. Let's, Wait, that's our ex outro. Let's let's just jump into it, man. What? what? Let's just jump into it. Let's let's do it. Let's adapt to a watery environment. So before we get into it officially, I do not want to join your email newsletter. Before we get into it officially, <laughs> you don't want to join my email newsletter, Alex? No, I don't. Stop asking me. Come on, I talk about calligraphy and gynecology, so, but only professionally. So I'm reading um, I'm reading an article <laughs> from APnews.com. Uh, Penisnews.com, just, just quickly, quickly Googling the Andrew Tate situation, just so I can get myself a little bit more up to speed on what exactly the current state of it is. And I just like how they introduce just the concept of Andrew Tate. Uh <laughs> I'll just I'll read I'll just read the first sentence. It's great stuff. A court in Romania's capital Bucharest has upheld the 30-day arrest of divisive social media personality and self-described misogynist Andrew Tate on charges of organized crime, human trafficking and rape, an official said late Tuesday. Just imagine like just imagine that that's the the introduction to this man, self-described misogynist. Okay, just, that's pretty uh, bad. That's, yeah, and I mean, he is on the second he's up on charges out, for the most uh, horrible things you can do to another person. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not a lawyer, but I think the thing that separates, and I, I'm just kind of I'm guesstimating what his defense might be. I think his defense will be, well, when we were doing it, she was consenting, but it's like his if defense it's, is probably going to be, I'm a top G, I'm a, I'm a top G, I'm a top G, I'm a top G, I drive a Bugatti. I drive a Bugatti. Um, 
I, I think his defense is going to be when we were doing the deed, she, she was consenting. But the thing is, if you're doing the deed under coercion, that's not right. consent consenting. Well, I, right. I think it's going to be hard to defend him in court because I, like, don't ask him? me for don't ask me for specifics on it. But I saw that like I saw a screenshot of it. So like I know it's not just something that someone made up, but I saw right that he was basically bragging about this on his website like before yeah. before this all came up before the arrest like it had been on his website like in his biography or something like bragging right. about running this webcam studio and he like doesn't hide that these women were like basically kidnapped into it he's like yeah. pretty much bragging about doing human trafficking so like ooh yeah 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 um, and it's not like, it, it's not like he just started now either. This has been oh, going yeah. on. He's, he's um, been think, a known human trafficker. Right. And, um, I'm happy to see him get arrested. Yeah. Fuck it, oh, I think I said this last time, but I don't like, you know, Harry Potter kind of gives you an idea of how they felt when Voldemort finally died and not finally like at the end of the series, but the first book when they're oh, like, yeah. Oh, he's dead. Cool. Um, I feel like this is what that feels like. Well, yeah, because it is also just off of uh, trying to uh, trying and failing to attack a child. Right. That's that's the funniest part of it to me. And we've been kind of going back and forth on this like this afternoon, like what exactly is the, the order of events? But the story that's been going around and what I had teased we were going to talk about last week is so the whole story not the whole story but like the recent events the start to finish was uh Andrew Tate out of nowhere attacked Greta Thunberg I don't have the tweets up in front of me or else I'd go through them individually but basically what it was is he was like is yeah, this girl is she like she cares about the climate that's lame I have a lot of money she was and he was like hey Greta hey Greta Greta Thunberg uh you, sh- you should give me your email so I can send you a list of all of my cars because they they do a lot of emissions and that's really cool and she was like okay yeah yeah email me at little dick energy at get dot com oof and was that verbatim yeah that's pretty pretty close to what it, it was get a life at or it was a uh, little dick energy or small dick energy at get a life.com i love that yeah yeah it's a good good comeback it's fun like it's not like a biting insult like it's it's kind of like corny but in a fun way like right like right, when we yeah. say that we fucked each other's moms like it's not oh, wait an original we i wasn't but i wasn't like, either Okay, so if it was a joke, it wouldn't be like an original thing, but it's just like, I don't know, like just saying that you fucked someone's mom is just like, I don't know, it's <laughs> fun, it's fun. But yeah, so it, it, apparently he responded twice. I believe, don't quote me on this, it could be flipped, but I believe. Yeah, he did. Um, To Greta or after to, he was arrested? No, to Greta. So this was okay. pre-arrest, but. I believe what I've pieced together is and you know, just going off of memory. I believe he first said fairly immediately, like, oh, you're you you're saying that you have a small dick, actually. You're saying that, that you have a, a small PP and you should you should get a life. He basically said, I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. Yeah. And then like two days later, 
he came up with his other comeback, which I believe was something along the lines of, "Hey, hey Greta, hey Greta, look at this, look at this pizza box. I I got this pizza. I got I ate a pizza, and I'm I'm not gonna recycle the pizza box." What you said something? Send something in the Discord. Stuff we send during the show. Yeah, so uh, we interrupt your regularly scheduled program. I didn't for a, mean it to interrupt. A meme I'm that sorry. Gavin just sent. You send it to stuff we send during the show. Yeah, because it's something I wanted to you, send during YouTube the show. YouTube shorts is gross. Me, and then it's the the monkey puppet. Looking, awkward monkey uh, puppet. Awkward monkey looking puppet. Looking awkward. You know the one, probably. Because um, yeah. Gavin's been relapsing. He's been going uh, back to YouTube shorts. Anyway. So, yeah, the thing that he came up with two days later, he took 48 hours to come up with this, was he posted a video that was like, hey, Greta, hey, Greta, I got, I got a pizza. I'm eating a pizza. Hey, Greta. Gonna, hey, hey, Greta, Greta, hey, Greta. Hey, Greta. I ordered a pizza. And I'm I, not going <laughs> to recycle the box. I ordered a pizza. Yeah. He, he was like, I'm not going to recycle the box, Greta Thunberg. I, I bet, you're, but you're really triggered about that. By the way, quick aside, you can't recycle a pizza box anyway. So, like, yeah. he's not really... Is that because As, of the cheese and the oils and stuff? Yeah, you can't recycle okay. anything that has like has food on it. Yeah, has food on it. Any, I think any kind of like organic matter, anything like that. You what can't, about like human hair? I don't know what you would recycle. What if that I had a into. what if I had a pizza box full of human hair? <laughs> I think you have bigger issues to worry about besides whether or not it's recyclable. But anyway, it's my own. It's your God. own. I don't know if that makes it better. I really don't (laughs) so anyway yeah you can't recycle a pizza box anyway so as much as he would like to be putting harm out into the world he just isn't any any more than any one of us is when we order a pizza you know like this reminds me of that one scene in Star Wars uh, the Phantom Menace where just imagine imagine Greta being Qui-Gon Jinn and Andrew Tate being fucking um uh, what's his face? The Gungan, the Jar Jar, uh, uh, Jar Jar Binks, and Jar Jar Binks is like Misa smart, Misa can talk, and Jar Jar uh, and Qui Gon is just like the ability to talk does not make one smart. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, like I just I feel like I just love the idea. I just love the idea of multimillionaire Andrew Tate, world famous man. Running, uh, as we as we now crystal clear understand, uh, a, a sex trafficking operation. I love the idea of him taking time out of his day for two days, trying to come up with a response to Greta Thunberg well, saying he has a small dick. Well, and I'm kind of weirded out at the fact that like I'm so incredibly not surprised that it's him. Like right. not at all. Like I'm like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Aside yeah. from the but, fact that we already knew he was doing human trafficking, if it was going to be anyone, it was going to be him. Right. Right. And like, listen, I would be shocked if it was like, oh, Tim Allen caught in fucking human trafficking. I'd be like, oh shit. I mean, he did already he has, traffic cocaine in the nineties. He or the did. 80s. But I mean, I like he's always going off about, oh God, save my life because you made me not want to do that anymore. And I'm also, like, also oh, Hollywood is too woke. I, I don't. Yeah, but anyway, if he was like, "Yeah, getting back into the business," I'd be like, "Whoa, shit!" <laughs> here's here's the thing. So, like, when Louis C.K. like had his allegations come out, 
which were true, by the which, way. Which, uh, of course, yeah. That. It's not an allegation. It's like true. He was right. like, yeah, I did that. Right. Yeah. When, when that all came out, like, I was disappointed because I, you right. know, I, I really like, you know, his comedy. I think he's a great performer and I don't like feeling guilty enjoying someone's content. Um, and, you know, I, I obviously like it's worse that he did it because of the real impact on people's lives. I'm just being selfish right. saying like, right. I don't want to I don't want to feel bad for watching his comedy. But I wasn't <laughs> yeah, surprised. Like, what, Alex? <laughs> I wasn't surprised yeah. by it. Yeah. The guy and, that know, talks like, about jerking off and wanting to jerk off in front of people jerked off in front of some people. Yeah. Right. Right. I wonder I, where he got and, the inspiration for that from. Right. Well, that said, I'm even less surprised that Andrew Tate, of all people, is being accused uh, very credibly, um, and also we kind of admitted, uh, being accused very credibly of rape and uh, sex trafficking and all that. Yeah, I'm just just not, not surprised. surprised. Not one bit. Honestly, and and the and, and I hate to say like and the cool thing because there's nothing about the situation that's cool, but the, the cool, cool thing, thing about is, sex trafficking. No, not sex. Just the fact that Andrew Tate is being arrested and stuff. It's that I fucking yeah. hate him. It's because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's and just I'm a like, good person finally, to have off the streets. You know, Donald Trump won in 2016, and now I feel like since Andrew Tate's been arrested for something that I totally could see him doing, I feel like the universe has been set right. Yeah. I don't know if they quite cancel out, but it is just flat out a good thing that he is being arrested. He's arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I feel bad for the victims. I same. Yeah. I don't know if anyone like died during the operation. Like, you know, there's, there's really no justice if that's the case. Like you can't just, right. you can't bring them back. Um, I just hope that, you know, the, the people that are still around can get mm-hmm. some kind of, I don't know compensation or or what, just some some kind of justice, right? Not that anything right. can undo it, but like they deserve yeah. something. And, and like I do want to like say for the women who who've come out about this and like put this on the radar. Um, good job, mm-hmm. you did you did great. Yeah, um, and I'm so incredibly sorry this had to happen. Not had to, but I'm so incredibly sorry this happened to you. Yeah. Um, no one deserves this to happen to them. And yeah. it's sad when we live in like, when we live in a world where we believe that we're kind of civilized, that there are shitheads like this. Yeah, you know? they kind of just like, ruin everything for everyone. Right. And um, yeah, so for the people who, who um, you know, were brave enough to to come out about this, good job. Yeah. Um, and I, I haven't seen you. anything on this case. Like, I, I haven't seen people like trying to like deny the accusations or like say that they're lying for this particular case. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure if they're not already out there, they will be out there. People will be saying like, Oh, they're just, you know, trying to, you know, lie for clout. They're trying to get some kind of settlement, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I also, it happens with with every single one of these. Yeah. I also want to add into, um, for the, like for the women who, who haven't come out due to obviously the fact this is kind of like a celebrated crime, um, to use criminal justice terms, um, you know, be brave. Mm-hmm. Um, try to stay strong. I know it's yeah. not easy, and I'm not a woman, so I don't, I can't really speak to exactly what they might be experiencing. But um, be brave, be strong, and take your time. 
take your time, take care of yourself. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the reason I the reason I bring up people trying to like deny that say that they're lying, whatever. I mean, people make a similar argument with every single one of these cases, but yeah, like mainly because they have to, because that's how courts work. Right. Well, like what I'm saying is like, like a, a common response to people trying to make like say that they're just making it up is like, why would they lie about this when they're when this guy's fan base is going to go after them? They're going to flock to them. But like, that's especially true with this. Like, yeah, there is no one like there's no one's bad side. You want to be on less than Andrew Tate and his fans. Because they'll right. like they will harass you online, uh, but they'll also like kill you. They'll also try to kill you if they can like track down where you are. Have they tried to do that before? I'm I couldn't point to any specific examples right now, but I'm I I'm pretty sure I've like heard examples of like real life like doxing and like violence from his fan base. Like they're then that's incredibly technically like terrorism. Right. Well, yeah, it's 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 yeah. a common thing with these like the far right figures, like their fan bases. Yeah. Just as a general rule, if they can, they will dox you and hurt you. Good God, just get a that's, life. That's the whole libs of TikTok, t- libs right. of TikTok operation. That's the that's mm-hmm. the whole point of what they do. Libs yeah. of TikTok finds, you know, quote unquote groomers, just gay teachers. And then publishes their names and sometimes addresses. And then, of course, their crazed fans will go after them in real life. Mm -hmm. And I would not put it past Andrew Tate's fan base to do the same thing. If not, like, worse. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, there's no reason that anyone would lie about Andrew Tate, of all people, doing this. And and also for the people who, like, are like, why would a guy, like, who has so much lie about why would a guy who has so much do something like this? That doesn't make any sense. You know, have you heard of a guy named Bernie Madoff? Right. Yeah, the he, rich, he as a general rule, biggest... hate you. Right. He's He was one of the most prestigious rich people in New York who started a Ponzi scheme. And the reason no one looked into it was because they just assumed because he was one of the big names that, like, he couldn't be running a Ponzi scheme. Right. It wasn't until, like, an accountant was just like, just looking into it, you know. He found, he found out that Bernie made off with a lot of money. Actually, I he's in federal prison for his entire life. Well, he was going to make Which I wish off. would happen to more people who did shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, no white collar crime is like criminally under like prosecuted. It's under like investigated. Like it, they just right, like, it's just kind of swept under the rug. Like Trump's interim CEO of the Trump organization was arrested and charged with like like one month in prison and it's like ooh one month in prison right yeah i was listening to i i I think it was the crystal kyle and friends podcast but they were talking to someone special guest whatever they were talking about like white collar crime yeah and the the guest made a point that like i you know is a really strong point like they don't go after white collar crime so much because it's just like, oh, it's whatever. This guy is embezzling from a pension fund, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they go after like, you know, a guy robbing a gas station just because there's like a gun involved and it's perceived as more harmful, well, even if yeah, the gun isn't used. Well, and that's the thing, though, like it it depends on how you're measuring like damage. Right. right. Well, and yeah, someone so- could steal millions or like you know, like tens of millions of dollars. 
and right. get like a slap on the wrist basically. But if you steal a hundred bucks from a gas station, like like mm-hmm. guess which one will get prison time. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, and there are, however, some statistics that show that that and this is kind of backing up why it's like robbery is something that is worse in law than white collar crime. There are statistics that show that if you repeatedly get away with robbery, um, eventually, statistically, you will kill someone in the process. Yeah, um, sure. Or intentionally. Um, so, like, that's kind of why they punish it worse because statistics just kind of show that. Um, whereas white collar crime, it's like once you get caught, you're like, oh, you got me. Um, right. Well, I, I mean, if you really want to crack down on, like, you know, robberies, like, you know, just petty crime like that. Just improve the material conditions of whatever community you're serving. Because, like, it's been proven time and time again that if people aren't, like, you know, you know, losing sleep over whether or not they're going to be able to pay their rent or buy groceries, they don't go out and rob places. Right. Like, I it's pretty simple also, cause and effect. Like, the police, I, like, I've, I've seen, like, a lot of examples of this. The police, like, around the holidays will, like, break out the, like, good cop attitude they'll like they'll be like they'll like they'll post on social media like hey we pulled this guy over and instead of you know giving him a citation for his uh, busted taillight we just gave him a hundred dollar gift card to AutoZone, or and you know stuff like that but like, they did that just... once hmm? but they did but they only do that like once they don't yeah they only do it like around the holidays and when they mm-hmm. can get pr from it imagine if they right. just had that attitude the entire year Imagine how much more crime they would prevent just by taking away like the need for that crime. Right, right. But I think it's important too to not slip into the uh the idea that if given the right materials, people would know what to do with them. And what I mean by that is that like a lot of what comes from like financial wellness and like having good things in your life, I suppose. I don't know really how to how to verbalize it but um it it comes from like a general understanding of how the world works and if you don't have that baseline education you'll do what you think is correct even if it's not (laughs) am i making sense Uh, i'm not i guess what i'm I'm saying is like even given the right resources like a lot of people still don't know what's good for them i guess i don't know that just that that seems a little like abstract like I don't know. I I don't think it's very like debatable because like it's, I it's, know what's good for them either. I'm just saying like, I mean, my understanding just you know consuming the news, like you know listening to statistics and all that, like it 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 has been made pretty clear that places that have better material conditions, like you mm-hmm. see it in like Scandinavian countries, like you know places where the general you know the general welfare is insured, there's right. just less violent crime. Because exactly. people like yeah. you don't rob a place like for the fun of it. Like, you know right. that there are consequences. But if you're poor enough, if you're desperate enough, you stop caring about those consequences. It's not because there's yeah. anything like wrong with these people. It's because they're desperate. Like their choices well, and, are know, and their choices are do, like rob this place or starve or your family right. starves. And it, it reminds me of a saying I heard about like homelessness, which is that like where they are in terms of being homeless like the location that they're at is better than the alternative. And so when talking about stuff like, you know, these I mean, crimes what, happen what because mean? 
so like the reason a homeless person might like sleep under a bridge is because it's better than going home where they may have a home right or this is in terms of like people who are in abusive households in terms of people who are um just oh, being abused okay. i guess you yeah. know what i mean like it's just generally better than yeah i, I thought you were talking the, about like people that are homeless like people that don't have a home to go to no people who yeah right so people yeah. who have are not in a good place yeah um and because i mean statistically generally speaking like usually a person will know another person that they can stay with yeah um and not always just sometimes um yeah it's, it's it a luxury me, that a lot of people don't have right you don't exactly. realize it's a luxury until you don't have it exactly um and what we're talking about again shit um <laughs> i lost well, my train of thought the we were we were oh, already yeah, on a tangent but the Sorry. tangent was like how your you know socioeconomic status right. ties to your likelihood to do crime so um what i'm trying to get to with that is that when you're hungry right going to jail for stealing food that you have eaten right um is better than the alternative of starving right yeah and i get that that makes sense you know like especially if you like literally have nothing yeah so yeah i yeah the point that i wanted to make with all that nested inside of the point that we should you know prosecute white collar crime more. the point within that point was kind of a side point is that yeah instead of spending money to like heavily arm our, our police force why don't we just put that money towards giving people food and shelter so they don't have the motivation or the necessity to do crime or because I, I agree with that um or we could raise the standards for cops and try to get more people who are in a like maybe a, a nurse position or a, a emt position right to come over to the law enforcement side who know how to handle situations that law enforcement doesn't usually know how to handle. Yeah. Right. Which exactly. would require a raising of the bar for, for training. Cause I remember one time I was on Snapchat and for the era that we live in, it was like, Hey, cops no longer require a college degree. Yeah, apply now. And it's like, I think a cop should, requ- that is, I think that should require <laughs> a college degree. That is not I, the, the good thing they think it is that, that they're advertising. I, I you know, if I think if you're going to be a cop, a good setup would be, crisis management communications and political science right well yeah you've probably taken way more law classes than the average cop which is not even zero law classes it's criminal justice is that that's not even law that's i like, guess it's law adjacent it's yeah that and then there was um uh what was it state and local government that class is, that i took gavin those law, but those two classes individually are infinitely more than the the law education that cops receive on average yeah yeah um and it's funny too because we had an adjunct professor and he was talking about um we were talking about like law enforcement in particular um and he was talking about how like there's like sometimes an area especially rural areas there's a lack of law enforcement um and he's just like the issue is that you could say hey we need a volunteer law enforcement people like for instance how they uh do uh like for uh, fire services right uh firemen services yeah. right um the he said the issue is and he told us 
to our face. He's like, the issue is usually the people who volunteer to be uh, cops aren't the kind of people you want to be cops. Yeah, exactly. That Yeah, that's what I've been saying like for a long time now. Um, yeah, the people right. that ch- choose yeah. to sign up to be a cop are generally not the kind of people you want to be cops. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like like weirdo like militia men yeah like don't tread on me don't tread on me when they don't realize that they're technically the boot right yeah i don't don't tread on me also i want to be the boot please i want it so bad i want to tread on people (laughs) so bad don't tread on me but i hate snakes and i like to make shoes yeah. Well, yeah, like I trust a volunteer firefighter because yeah. it's like I've said before, firefighters just are better. Um, but like I, you know, if someone really wants to put out a house fire, I see no like ulterior motive with that. with that. Yeah. Like <laughs> that, that, that's just a, a noble thing to do, I think. Oh, also, but if you if you um, try to volunteer to carry a gun and inflict the law on the general populace. Yeah. Something is wrong with you. I'm sorry, but there is uh, something wrong with you. And it's funny, too, because even volunteer firefighters have substantially more training than a volunteer cop or any oh, yeah. most cops that are starting. Well, I mean, it's, it's can't you also, just become a sheriff's deputy just by knowing the sheriff? Yeah, no, you can just be deputized. That's yeah. scary, isn't it? That is scary. You can just be deputized. Yeah. You could just be elected into being a sheriff and then just be deputized. Hey, listen, it's audience, watch this some more news video if you don't realize how scary the concept of a sheriff is. Yeah. Um. So also in my criminal justice class, he, uh, my I mentioned to my professor of that, who happened to be the chief of police of the town that I live in, um, that California was um, allowing prison inmates to volunteer firefight for the um for the uh, wildfires in california yeah allowing and he, yeah prison labor allowing. is always about you know people volunteering uh, uh, guys it's not slave labor they get paid two cents an hour yeah you know um yeah, prison prison labor is another fucked up thing that we we still do for some reason <laughs> yeah it's weird but fucked he looked up. at me and he's like are you sure about that gavin and i'm like no yeah i saw it on the news on like cnn and washington post and stuff and he's just like because be to, even to be a volunteer firefighter, you need like a bunch of training. And there was a a firefighter in the class <laughs> who was like, I'm not even fucking kidding. In the goddamn class, a firefighter was like, yeah, um, I have to take this class so I can be a firefighter. <laughs> That's great. And I, I, I remember hearing... I forget who did it, but I there was this bit that great. I saw. It was a, a stand-up bit about that, about that story, how they were having uh prisoners do like firefighting and they were like really we're just letting like it was i don't remember how exactly it was worded but it was something along the lines of so we're just letting a bunch of prisoners run wild in the forest a burning forest well well it sounds scary look at it i I forget how he worded it but it was funny well like i don't even look at it like that these are like we have to stop looking at prisoners like they're subhuman yeah no i fully agree people Yeah, these are fucking people. okay? and I don't I don't know about you, Alex. I'm not sure about any other firefighters who might be listening to this show. But from what I've heard, which is nothing on this topic, but from what I believe, um, it's not safe to go into a burning forest while you're shackled to five other people. Yeah. Yeah. That just generally doesn't sound safe. That that just doesn't sound like something that's, you know, good for your safety. Right. Um, 
so yeah anyway i don't yeah. think they even had like ventilation gear it was fucked shit yeah all right it's we are fucked. we're limited on time i have to leave in about a okay. half hour so shit. the last the last thing that i'll say while i'm on my soapbox about the police i've been saying for a long time they need to like divide the labor better instead of having a, a whole bunch of people that do a whole bunch of stuff like you you strap a gun to someone's hip but also expect them to be like good with children you, you need know to raise the bar for training well, and ra- you need raise to... the bar for training but also like have some division of labor like maybe right. instead of sending the same guy into like bust a, a meth lab you know sending that guy to like resolve a mental health crisis maybe just send in right. a mental health professional have some law enforcement specialization yeah specialize exactly that's that's the last thing that i want to say so anyway we watched a movie this week we, we watched it actually listen i, I gotta apologize i gotta apologize to the audience okay i know you you were all waiting on the edge of your seats for our review of twilight breaking dawn part one breaking moon part three yeah the yeah we we were gonna watch harry potter or whatever um, harry potter and the vampires yeah, who suck the, hey look at this turkey <laughs> look at this look at this bat look at this turkey hey you want to you want to say bat. some words turkey <laughs> <laughs> anyway guantanamo bay prison is not a legal prison because it's in cuba <laughs> it's like what the turkey said this shit's still open that's fucked up it's still open shit. anyway sorry shit <laughs> shit that's all the turkey saying it um so we were we're gonna have to push back twilight to next week because i watched avatar 2 or how i learned to stop worrying and love the water uh and i and i liked it and i felt like we i think we collectively both felt like talking about it this week instead of twilight right right gavin Um, gavin you had to do a lot of research because you watched this uh like a this, couple I watched weeks this ago? about oh, what, two weeks ago, I want to say. Probably, yeah. You were supposed yeah. to watch. Uh, yeah, it was when we were going to do the Violent Night okay. episode. Here's what happened. So I went to see Violent Night with a friend, and uh, we were walking to the theater, and she you was had just like... All, all, in, all intentions of watching Violent though, Night. Actually, though. And then she was just like... Hey, what oh if we God, stabbed after... Alex in the heart and then twisted the knife? Wow. I'm sorry? Wow. You have a heart? Wow. That's, that hurts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If I had a heart, it would be breaking. Anyway. Yeah, continue. would it? Just like I broke your mom's pelvis. Anyway. <laughs> I thought we agreed to retire that bit. What bit? I'm talking about reality. Anyway, sorry. I'm going off top. We're going off topic here. We have only a half hour, Alex. Yeah. Um, 27 sorry, minutes. Alex only has a half hour. My bad. Um, so <laughs> she was just like, oh, the new Avatar movie is playing. You want to see Avatar instead? And I'm going to be honest, Alex. Yes, I did want to see Avatar instead. I, I, that's, that's fair. The fact of the matter. I've been. Thank you. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. What is it? Tw- uh, Twelve years, thirteen years 13 for this fucking years. movie to come out. Close Since to I close to being, fourteen years. Bro, I remember being like nine and being like, "Avatar is awesome." I can't wait for the next movie to come out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, 2013." Yeah. Ten years later. <laughs> fucking what? Anyway, uh, so we watched Way of Water. Um, it was definitely nostalgic, and it was definitely... Um, I, I now know how, how um, Star Wars fans felt. Oh, yeah. When, you know, when the prequels came out and stuff. Without the disappointment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Well, maybe... maybe uh, how about when The Force Awakens came out? Oh, wait. Still disappointing. Gosh. Shit. Uh, 
Uh, how about uh, when the Kenobi series? Ah, that's boring. Uh, how about Book uh, of Boba Fett? Oh, uh, I liked that one. It was okay. It's just I, how I many times? Like the they're criticisms. just Dis- Disney's just beaten the money horse here. So yeah. I'm still I still need to watch Andor. I've heard that one's really. I, d- good. I don't even care. I don't I've, even care about Star Wars anymore. I've, I've heard I've nothing Star but Trek good things and about Avatar. Um, anyway, anyway. So, what struck you first about this movie, Alex, that you found fascinating? Well, yeah, I was going in. I was like, okay, I got to plan out my bathroom breaks or lack thereof. Let's see how much water I'm allowing myself to drink going in. Right. So I was like, right. oh, it's like close to three hours. And then I looked at the runtime: three hours and ten minutes. So yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not. Ah uh, shit. Yeah, there's four hours will have passed uh, between entering this theater and exiting. Right. Right. Shit. Yeah. So I I I will say I managed to get through all of it. I'm very proud of myself nice. for that. That's um, what your mom said about me. Uh, look at these turkeys. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think it didn't feel as long as it was like, I, I'm not going to say it felt short. I won't necessarily say that it felt well paced because I think I'd have to like watch it again to get a a better feeling for the pacing of it. But just in terms of like capturing my attention for three and three hours and 10 minutes, like it did an incredible job of that because it just keeps like throwing new environments at you and everything like i've seen people complain about the like 40 minute chunk in the middle of the movie that's just like shots of the water and like the family learning how to operate in the water but that was my favorite part that was my favorite part of the movie you know because a part of that is not only just narrative but like also world building right and showing like how this fucking world works <laughs> Yeah, um, it does feel really like liked. it feels like I'm like learning about a world that exists rather than like, OK, yeah, they got to write something for this thing. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm just I'm, I'm peering into this world. Right. I I really liked the beginning when they were just kind of like playing catch up with like, what have we been doing these? Because I, I like to think between when the first movie came out and now that's like how long they've been like there. I mean, basically. Like I like to think that I don't know if that's the truth of the matter, but um, well, it would really have liked... to be. It'd have to be close to like fifteen years, which is not that far off. No, it's not. And um, I, you know, I really like to catch up because it it kind of showed because even though Jake Sully's in a new body and he's been in this body for fifteen years, right? It kind of shows like all the little meta things that he had to like metacognitive things he kind of had to get used to. And um, I really like the anecdote he made of like, um, I've been speaking Navi so long that you know, I might as well be speaking English. I, You know what? That reminds me. I did think in the moment that that part was really funny to me. Yeah. Just because they were like, I, I was on board for the idea of like just the most of the movie being Navi just with subtitles. Right. Like, I'm not I'm not going to complain if I have to read a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was really funny that they were like, oh, these fuckers are not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to. I just didn't. I'm dyslexic. I'm going to lose <laughs> 80% of this fucking plot if you have them do narration. 
or if you have them do like subtitles yeah. i'm gonna fucking li- i'm gonna walk out I just, of this fucking theater i just it felt almost like like i know it was narration and therefore speaking to the audience but it felt like he was turning to the audience and saying don't worry we're gonna talk normal right right um which i guess by that point i mean now i guess that means i'm fluent in navi so yeah because it basically sounds like english i couldn't tell the difference it didn't make it confusing like going from like scene to scene like like okay is are they speaking english or are they speaking navi but it's just english to us right so right. like it, it can um, lead to you know some of that you know so yeah. it's 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 fine i just really liked um and also like the attention to fucking detail yeah. i love it so like their retinas are like cat retinas so when they took that family photo their eyes reflected back the light from the flash yeah i noticed that yeah that is so cool Ah! making the photo kind of look like shit like actually like makes it look really real and i appreciated that right and i like how they finally like and i know after 13 years people finally caught on to the fact that the navi have four fingers um you mean three but the avatars have Oh, you mean like including the thumb? Yeah. They have four fingers. Yeah, right? with, with the thumb. And, right. And um, oh, fuck you with the thumb. Suck my fucking thumb. I, I, anyway. I didn't realize you were counting with the thumb, thumb as a finger. With the thumb. Oh, God. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of you. It's, it's four else. including the thumb is what I'm saying. I thought you oh, were saying. Thumb. thought you were Mr. saying four plus the thumb. Mr. Hand Doctor over here. Well, okay. I'm sorry if I make you feel inadequate about your your hand expertise. Mr. Knows all everything about phalanges. Ooh, Mr. Knows Um, how many fingers he has. (laughs) (laughs) I like how they how they finally made it like a plot point that um like the fact they have five fingers is a part of contention, like the avatar bodies, because they have human DNA have five fingers, right? Yeah. Um which side note, and I was thinking about this the entire movie. Um, so humans came up with math and like our base number system, our base 10 number system based on the fact that we have 10 fingers and that's how we counted. Does that mean their number system is in base four? Maybe. Yeah. It's base four, base eight, maybe. I want to know how they count. I want to know how they do math because you don't just like make a saddle without like measurements. Like they have saddles, right? You don't just like do that. You don't just like measure out a stick without being like, like, yeah, that's it's needs to be that long. Right. Anyway, I got really pumped up about that. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, Um, that's interesting. Yeah. So I just I think it'd be funny to see a part where Jake Sully's trying to learn Navi math, but this time it's in base four. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, fucking God damn it. Oh, they don't even use Arabic numerals. I failed geometry. (sighs) Fucking. That's why I went in the Marines. I because I failed school. I failed math. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. will say. Speaking of the the finger situation, that reminds me. Yeah, that 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 tribe that they go to, they were racist as hell. Oh yeah. Which I guess oh, makes yeah. sense. They're a very tribal species. It's funny when racism is okay to us when it's like not humans. <laughs> yeah. I find that really funny. It's like, oh, they're they don't interact with other people. It's it's whatever. Right. It's it's like, haha, they look funny because they they're from the forest. Imagine crime. if I went up to some Chinese dude and was like, ah, you look funny because he's from China. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like a lot of human history, to be fair. 
Right. There was a lot of, and I hate to to take a a a, a, a gif from not a gif, a fucking line from Game Grumps, but um, you know, as long as there's going to be two people in this world, one of them is going to be like, "You're not me. Yeah. I'm gonna fight you." <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I do appreciate the like the thought that went into designing the the water people, the the water navi. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they got like yeah. the. The more like, um, you know, they're more barrel chested, I guess. Exactly. They, they have, have some flippers lung on capacity. there. Yeah, they got like flippers. Arms. Basically, their tails are like right. designed in such a way. Yeah, um, I I really liked the discussions, like, because I'm of course like a political science guy, so I really liked how this is like essentially two nations talking to each other, right? Yeah. And um, kind of like how Native American. Uh, nations would talk to each other, you know, mm-hmm. and when they arrived to, to the to the ocean um, uh, tribe, if you will, I, I'm not sure what to call them. In the um, in the movie, yeah, yeah, just Are they tribe, t- tribe, yeah. When basically. they arrive at the um, like ocean tribe, uh, they're like, he has the demon blood in him because he has five fingers, and um, he's just like, I know, but I'm also my tribe's leader. And I was yeah. chosen by my people who don't have demon blood. He's Kenyan. He's Kenyan. Yeah, but I'm also the president. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also. You weren't born here because you're black. <laughs> like what? Ugh. Anyway, I really transparent like that racism. Because... Might oh, I say right. about that whole situation? Right. And but I just really liked that dynamic of like he's like yeah, but I was chosen by my people to be their leader. Right. Right. And. The other like chief guy. I I don't know. I want to like use their official names. I but did I don't not know what get they most are. of the names of anything. Like in this Turek movie. Makdo, I think is what what Jake Sully was. It yeah, because he tamed that he, big yeah. flying dragon thing. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, I'm Turek Makdo of my tribe, and he, the other Turek Makdo, I think that's probably what he is. Was like. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> he was just like, he was just like, um, you do have demon blood. I can see that. Uh, you are of the sky. You are of the sky, but you were chosen by your people, and we do have good relations with your people, just like I have with Alex's mom. And sorry, what was that? I was know, I was jogging. I was and I was driving through a tunnel. Yeah, sure. Um, what was that? I was on my way to fly to the ocean nation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought you. Were, I thought you were jogging. I'm on my way to uh, jogging in the water. To nation. jogging, in the to the. I think they're actually the water tribe. You fucking racist. Um, oops. Oops. Um, yeah, I just liked that dynamic of of. It was technically politics, right? Like that's technically politics and bias, and I love it. It's so delicious because all they need is like one good negotiator right they need one guy with a specialized skill in negotiation and law yeah and culture yeah now i going back to what i said earlier i i don't know if i uh, i might not have specifically said it actually but i i love this movie just as a general as it as a package i love it i love all of it um i felt like very emotionally attached to everything i just want to lay the groundwork for i loved this movie um and i was able to see through just like some surface level flaws that i noticed watching it i did watch i I listened to a couple reviews 
uh, before, you know, between watching it and recording this. And there are a couple of general criticisms that I'll bring up. Um, but just, just know they didn't really bother me while I watched the movie. I would still say 10 out of 10 best movie ever. Well, I mean, I, I was very critical of the generals in the movie too. Right. Of course. Yeah. Right. Hey, you know what? That army too woke. Too, too, too come on. Too woke. <laughs> I don't hey, want to hear anything about critical species. Wait, hey, critical hey, look, species theory. Hey, look at how progressive we are. We got a woman ravaging this <laughs> native nation. Dude, she was a badass. Dude, don't fuck with a mom. I mean, <laughs> she yeah, was a I mean, badass you know on I the mean. side of evil, so I can't really praise that. What do you mean? The gen Oh, I mean in the human army, like the 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 humans. Oh yeah, the humans are fucking assholes. Oh yeah, yeah, but, that's like, what I, that's what mom, I'm talking about. Um, uh, Natiri, she was a fucking. Oh, badass. oh yeah, she's awesome. She's great. Yeah, she's great. No, she's yeah, great. the 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 new lady general. Um, that's what I was going off on. Like, look how progressive we dick. are. Like, it's not not that they did it in the movie, but you see it like in real life U.S. propaganda. Like, hey, look, we're progressive. Oh, right. We got a right. we got a woman of color doing drone strikes now. Mm -hmm. But you could tell that was kind of the subtext. Like, hey, we got a lady one. But, yeah. you know, they're still doing very violent imperialism. Anyway, I digress. Oh, yeah. So I just I want to bring up just just to just to just so we can get to them some criticisms that I think don't ruin the experience, but are good points. So, first of all, the fact that Jake Sully goes to the like the water nation, the water tribe to seek asylum, to Not seek asylum, asylum. but yeah. basically asylum. But the fact that he goes there instead of, you know, staying and, and fighting, which he's been fighting off this second wave for about a year. So, yeah. like, why is this the straw that breaks the camel's back? Anyway, that kind of ties into the overall criticism that I agree with, that it is basically the same movie as last time. Because in the first movie, if you remember back to that, Jake Sully was saying, hey, we got to get everyone out of here. We got to evacuate because right. they're going to destroy us. And then mm. the other people are like, no, we got to stay and fight. Then they stay and fight. Same thing basically happens here. Same general plot points. Even the same bad guy, which I'll get to that. But yeah, it just seems out of character that he would like especially after his character development in the first movie it seems you know, kind I of out of character in the first movie he, he also went to the other tribes and got their support as well oh yeah and they rallied all together yeah i forgot right. about that yeah why don't why not just do that again why not continue the fight that you've been fighting um yeah i just i, I don't like that it didn't again it didn't ruin the experience for me but mm -hmm. yeah that is a good point really really out of character it really feels like they kind of regressed Jake Sully's character overall because it doesn't feel well, I wouldn't like say regressed. I think I, I guess stagnated I think first, would be a better word. And I, I, the thing is, I don't really, I don't really see it that way because he's under new circumstances. He has a family. Like he, sure. he finally has a place. And I, I think for a while too, like while he was living on Pandora, like he was just like, oh, cool. This is just going to be my life now. I'm mm -hmm. just going to hang out with my family in this forest, and it's going to be nice and beautiful, and I'm going to have these children, and they're going to be nice and beautiful. And, yeah, then, and then it's like, oh, not again. Ah, oh, fuck. I, yeah, I could you know? see how that would like mess with you. But, but again, he, he, was, to, but like, he was fighting back for a year before right, moving. But, 
but the difference is, at least in the first movie, if people died, they weren't anyone he knew. And they weren't people that he loved. Yeah. But right. I, I will push back a little bit and I'll I'll say, as it is shown in the movie, the bad guy does end up like going around to the, the water tribes and he's like, Hey, you know, tell me Water's where Jake Sully is Sully. or I will kill all of you. And, you know, he ends up burning like all of the homes in one of the tribes. So like Jake Sully has no reason to believe that he's not going to do that to the the, to the forest Navi. All he's doing is just leaving them with no protector when the bad guy does come back and say, tell me where Jake Sully is or I will kill all of you. Well, and that's where I think um, and uh, I'm only looking at this like what would Jake Sully do? Right. Um. I, I think he probably trained someone to like take care of things while he was gone. Yeah, he, um, he did leave someone in charge, but still, I I don't know. It just feels I don't. I, I I'm not gonna yeah. like die on this hill, but I I do agree mm-hmm. with the general idea that yeah. Uh, to that point, it it doesn't feel very in character that he would do that. But I do agree with the general um, opinion that it doesn't feel like he has like aged or like progressed since the end of the last movie. Like it feels like in this movie, he's the same guy that he was at the end of the last movie. When I feel like there's, 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 there's just some character progression missing some general, you know, change that should be there. That just doesn't feel like it's there. Well, I mean, I, I, I see, I see what you mean, especially like narratively. Um, I think where I see it differently is the fact that um, he he's been out of this war mindset since the first movie for 15 years and he just wants peace and he just wants to be with his family. And now the white men are back. And yeah. And and but let's make no, no mistake, like everyone who came to the Pandora from Earth is white. I find that weird anyway. Yeah. Um, it's a little weird. A little um, bit. A little odd. I didn't I mean, think, I think of that. One black general maybe but like i don't know predominantly anyway, white for sure predominantly white and um i think that he what he was trying to grapple with in the film was the fact that now he has to get back into this war mindset of how to fight this enemy while also protecting his family yeah and what he loves yeah but he knows that the bad guy will stop at nothing to get to him and he ends up just having to fight him off anyway yeah. as he did in the first movie he already learned this lesson yeah. That's that's why I say yeah. it feels like they're repeating stuff, but also he hasn't really mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I want to get to to more points that I agree with, but I, I don't think that they ruin the experience. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, it's the same bad guy. It's like they they kind of it's not as egregious as uh the 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 one the Star Wars, the one where it's the the last one that the the Skywalker, the the la the rise of skywalker let's go with wow. that wow let's go with did that you, did you have a stroke dude <laughs> Shit. that's that's what i have to go through every time i have to remember which uh star wars sequel i'm talking about yeah for sure like the last skywalker jedi in the f- fallen oh anyway death star to yeah. avatar oh, the, the one where they're building the death star oh that doesn't narrow it down right right yeah. But anyway, so they do like a somehow Palpatine has returned kind of thing where it's like a clone of the bad guy from the first movie has his memories. 
I think as a general rule, there are certain tropes that you really want to be cautious introducing to a franchise because of the implications of it. I think time travel is one where you can't really put the genie back in the bottle. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, in the MCU, what is really stopping them from just using time travel to solve the next big problem? Unless there's... For some, unless there is some reason that you can't do it, like in Harry Potter, I I don't think it's the best example of what I'm talking about. But if you somehow, yeah, if you well, if you somehow take away the ability to do the thing, like you can time travel, but for whatever reason, we can only do it this time, or like the machine broke and the die, the guy that invented it died, whatever. Like Harry Potter, they destroyed all the time turners. I think that's kind of a lazy way to do it, but. Wait, so uh, hypothetically, if I took like a Dremel tool and I put it on the spinny bit of the time turner and just went ham, right? <laughs> and just let it spin and spin and spin and spin and spin. Like, presumably I could go back to the beginning of time, right? Yeah, and then you'd die. Well, yeah, but if you, okay, yeah, you choose one dude who might be terminal. You could make, <laughs> no, you could make so many scientific fucking strides. Yeah, for sure. But, By just going back to like the dinosaur yeah. times. No, you're the right. Cavemen times. Just have him leave Get a sticky samples. note with what he found. Then archaeologists right. dig it up. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, if you're going to introduce a thing like time travel mm-hmm. or in this case, cloning which is what I was trying to get to. If Mm -hmm. cloning is another concept where if you introduce it, there better be a damn good reason why they don't just keep doing it. And I don't think they give any reason why they can't just even like the bad guy lives. First of all, Mm -hmm. he ends up getting saved by, uh, by spider, which Mm -hmm. I liked his character, by the way. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if we'll get to him again, but I, I'll say I liked his character. Um, I love the scene where he was just like, they can't put children in cryo, dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved just all of his interactions, like just being a teenager and all that, you know. But yeah, even if the bad guy died, there's no reason they can't just bring back 10 of them or a whole army right. of them. Mm-hmm. So I just I think like there's there better be a good reason why they 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 don't bring them back, you know? And if they do, right. like, it's just going to feel cheap. Exactly. Um, I, I didn't mind it because I think with the, uh, the, what's the word? Um, I'm not resign. Uh, what Jesus did came back from the dead. What's that resurrection. called? Resurrection. Resurrection. With the resurrection of this character, um, also came a change in context when he realizes his son is still alive. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I think we're going to see some character development there. Yeah. I think the um, seeds are, are planted for some kind of maybe a redemption arc for him. I don't personally care. Cause I don't think he's the kind of villain that needs to be redeemed. I think he's just like the kind of guy that you want to see killed. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I could take or leave a redemption arc, but I, I will say they kind of, they try to play it both ways in this movie in terms of that. Like, hey, you're my son, kind of. And I, you know, I'm I'm kind of floored that you're here right now. I'm very mm-hmm. surprised to see you. Look how you've grown up. Look at your dreadlocks. And 
they also try to have him be like, oh, you're not really my kid. I hate you. And I'm just using you. But also, I love you kind of in a twisted way. Right. It just seems like they can't um, commit to one or the other. Right, right. And like one thing I'm I'm curious about, too, is if um the clone of that general guy, um if if that clone is like actually aware or like knows all the things that have happened or if he remembers all the things that have happened right he yeah he so just like, has the memories like he has the so memories like, and like the personality imprinted on basically right. just a blank slate brain but like i wonder if it's that he doesn't know that he knows right and so when he sees his son it's like this whole branch of his brain that just lights up like oh yeah i had a this whole mm-hmm. thing oh yeah oh yeah i remember all that right um which i'm that's why like you when you see the hesitation in his in his eyes of like wait hold on a shit hold on a fucking second yeah um i i liked that scene a little bit just because it showed that like yeah there's more than just his orders there yeah yeah there is something there i just don't think that it's done particularly well in in mm-hmm. some of the scenes because like they kind of scene by scene it's either like oh there's this nuance here and he's my son, but not really, but I have these memories and I care about him, but I don't know why I care about him. Like, it's like that for a few of the scenes, but for some of them, it's just flat out. Like, I hate you. You're not my son. You can kill him if you want. I don't care. And then he just kind of flips to, Oh, he's actually my son. And I really care. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Cause part of me is like, not trying to look at this as like a narrative issue, but as a, like a scientific thing. Yeah. That's that is so how like, I, I watched this movie. That's my general right. attitude watching it. Like I I kind of turned off my like narrative criticism brain mm-hmm. and turned on my ooh look at the pretty colors brain watching this. And yeah. I think that's the best way to do it, honestly. Like you mm-hmm. will have a better time doing that. But hey, let's yeah. so let's close out this this particular bit about the bad guy uh cuz I I do got to go pick up Haley and then we can just pick up where we left off. So if you have anything okay left to say about the the same bad guy note um speak now or hold your peace for about a half hour i can hold my peace for a half hour okay but that's all right. that's all that we had to get to should on I, that that's should i pause the recording um just stop it export it send it to me like normal then we'll just do okay. a new recording when i get back all right audience uh smell you later all right let's get back into it all right we just finished up our thoughts on the uh the bad guy being the same same guy from the movie. Again, it contributes to the general idea that this is just kind of plot-wise a repeat of the first movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I want to talk a little bit about the motivations for the uh, the invading, basically, U.S. Army. Now, in the first movie, it's it's not just like a straightforward, like, imperial... Like, it's imperialism, for sure. But it's not yeah. like the US army is invading to steal resources like it's it's a private army so it's like you know a bit different it's a bit more you know interesting i think um the idea of like a private company that has like basically the power and the resources of a government you but, mean like the east india company yeah like the east india company exactly um but yeah in this movie it just feels less interesting because it's just basically like it 
like I know it's like the same guys, right? But it just feels like it's just the United States doing imperialism for the sake of imperialism. Like, sure, they're trying to get resources because, like, you know, they're doing like you know the the one the one guy is doing like the whaling and all that. Yeah. By the way, visceral scene, very like like a like a gut punch emotionally. Right. The whole Especially thing with when the you hear whale. that, like, oh, by the way, they're smarter than we are yeah yeah shit's fucked up and it's not like they have like technology to like store their information they just remember it yeah yeah they just they just store it all in the noggin um but yeah that's that's all to say like i said earlier the the movie just emotionally resonates very well it's it's very good at what it does um i just want to make it clear i love the movie i just want to i just want to address some of the criticisms one thing that I um, really liked but found uncomfy was, like, the idea that this is at all, like, a fair trade. You know, like even at the f- in the first movie, when they were like, yeah, we give them medicine, we teach them English, we show them mathematics, we have yeah. all this stuff. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like... You're still invading you know, them. But, like, a transaction is like, if one person says no, then it's off. Yeah, it but can... Like, well, it can be viewed... It's, it can be viewed as sort of an involuntary transaction, but yeah, well, with this, that's the thing. Involuntary completely undermines the idea of a transaction. Exactly. Cause a transaction is mutual. Yeah. It, and like, consent. like we said in our episode about avatar, it does very, very much parallel the relationship between, you know, European invaders and uh, mm-hmm. the, the native, um, you know, the, the indigenous people in, in America. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and the, you know, one concept that, um, you know, really kind of put that into perspective for me is just kind of the idea that, you know, we can try to find things that we both mutually want. Yeah. Right. But even if you don't have something that you want, I'm going to take what you have anyway. Yeah. But yeah, to get to get to the point that I, you know, want to address with with this small segment. So like the the motives of like the the human army you know the the u.s army whatever you know whatever entity they they are you know like the motivations like aren't as strong as in the first movie because in the first movie it's pretty clear like they're trying to get the unobtainium and you know all this stuff Mm -hmm. is you know all the colonizing all of the the imperialism like it's all to get this this metal that they can only get here and all that and there's a bit of it sprinkled in for this movie it just feels kind of like an afterthought like oh by the way this stuff from the from this thing's brain stops human aging like it feels like that's an afterthought and like the primary motivation especially for like the 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 team that they send in the avatars the bad guy avatars Mm -hmm. their whole thing is to just track down and kill jake sully like it's just right. revenge and, against one guy and it feels well, like and, completely out of i guess out of character for that entity to put that much time and effort and resources into finding one guy when if it and, if it was if they were consistent with their characterization in the first movie they would just be like okay fuck him he's out let's get the shit that we came here for you know i i'd agree with you if because like there are some narratives that follow colonialism that's like like for instance the reason the english were so mad at like gandhi for instance right like 
he was advocating peaceful resistance, right? Mm -hmm. Which ate into the English's economics when it came to taking spices and salt and fabrics and everything from India. Um, but that's the thing. It ate into their pockets. And the same thing with Jake, what Jake Sully's doing, right? They used to have what they consider like a savage species of alien uh, that they thought they could control. They thought they, sh they could bribe and control. Yeah. And then Jake Sully threw a wrench into that. And assuming that they're already going on very slim profit margins, like, like I see why they would want him dead. He's yeah. the only guy who's organ actively organizing resistance. Right. right? Well, I, I certainly understand him being a, a very high priority target while he is active. I just, I, I think what really does it for me, and I think, I, you know, I can't speak for everyone that makes this criticism, but I think the general crux of the argument is that like Jake Sully leaves, like he's out of the picture. He flees, you know, to keep his family safe. And at that point, I think you just kind of got to like, let him go. Cause like, what's he going to do really? What like, do you mean by that? Like he's already on, on like the back heel. Like he's already like fleeing you. Right. He's, he has left the forest Navi, which is like, he he was the guy organizing all of the strikes on like their railroads and stuff on all of like their, you know, their supply chain. He was yeah. the guy like behind it all. And if he's gone, like, why are you spending that much time and energy and resources trying to go after him? Because um, he's the only guy who knows how to actively and, uh, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Actively and effectively fight against, the sky people yeah but the thing is with that but, but like and also you can train people to take down like trains like that's, that's not like that's you true. can you can train them you that's can't true. you know you can't he's the only guy who has the know-how yeah to do that yeah to organize that is, that. That is true and, but he is purely on the defense like he is like he's purely like on his like he's relying on like this new tribe and he's like too busy frankly just learning how to live there to really well, be, I wouldn't say it's to really be any threat to them and i i guess like what i take issue with like in terms of like writing that plot i i guess is that like he's he's not like a threat to them until they make him a threat again you know what i mean like he doesn't That's where i disagree well, like the um, the only the only reason that the 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 big third act fight happens is that the bad guy again I forget his name but the military dude the clone guy goes after him rel relentlessly and the entire time Jake Sully is trying to just like be invisible stay out of the way but then he's kind of backed into a corner and forced to like fight back and take down this 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 uh, this uh, aircraft carrier right. Like they, they, the bad guys in trying to take out their threat, make him even more of a threat. And I disagree with that mainly because he, he's inherently a threat to the humans because of his know-how and because you can, you know, you can fight against an enemy single-handedly, but it's another thing to get an entire like civilization of people Yeah. to gain that backbone to be able to effectively defend themselves. Yeah. Right. 
And he's the only guy who knows how to do that on the planet, as far as I know. Right. Right? Who knows how their weapons work, who knows how their machinery work. Yeah. Um, And on top of that, too, the reason he's on the defensive is because he's on the defensive. Right. He doesn't have the technology. He doesn't have the know, as much know-how as the squads of military people after him. Right. Yeah, so, he's just one guy, and they're an army. Right. And... On top of that, he has to protect a family. That's true. Yeah. Right? You, yeah, and these so, are all like, correct like, points. At, right. And so, like, at the end of the day, he, he goes to the, to the ocean people so that he can keep his family safe. But he's... I'm not sure for how long he's there, because I think what the plan was was for him to go there and then hide out for a little bit and then come back to the jungle so that he could actively help yeah. them more i yeah i'd it have to watch the that... movie again to get a better grasp of it um mm -hmm. i don't know what his long-term plan is if he has one um but in terms of how long oh. he's been there i think it's i think they're supposed to have been there for like a few months yeah so here's i think what their plan was they they wanted the the sky people to just assume that he was still in the jungle and keep looking for him when he was actually in the ocean area it wasn't until his daughter had a seizure that right. they had to send a helicopter over yeah. and they tracked that helicopter and found out where he was. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to, it was a to, very I, like obscure part of the planet too. So that's why they were like, why is there a helicopter going there? Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to, to bring up with this, what makes like it, I'm trying to remember now the point that I was going to make. Cause it was like a few minutes ago when I was going to make it, but it, it ties in like the reason that this point like is a problem is because of, the thing that I mentioned earlier about how like Jake just kind of, I guess acts out of character when he leaves the tribe behind and like, and I'm, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to grasp at what the point was that I was going to make, but, but yeah, you, you brought up how like he's only on the defensive cause he's on the defensive, which like that they is don't the, have the technology. They don't have the know how they don't, all they have with other people power. Yeah. So, yeah, I got yeah, I think the point that I was going to make is that he should be a threat. He should be a very high priority target for them. He should be the man that's that they would want to take down the most. But because of the issue that was brought up earlier because that you know, him acting out of character, fleeing when I don't think he would have fled, um he just kind of makes himself not a threat anymore. So like those two issues kind of go together. Like one issue causes the other thing to be an issue. So wait, what are the two issues again? So one that. So, so it doesn't make sense for the army to be, you know, to, to still have Jake Sully as priority number one, when mm -hmm. according to them, they're just trying to like build this city, right? Why are mm -hmm. they, you know, putting in so much effort to take out this guy who isn't a threat, mm -hmm. but the issue, like the reason he's not a threat is because he's acting out of character. Okay. Like so, after having learned the lesson he learned at the end of the last movie, he should like where his character is right now. He should be in the mindset of like, no, I got to stay and fight and defend my people. And you see, I, I, you know, I would say like, that's an adequate response. If he was like born and raised like on Pandora. Yeah. Right? But like, I think, because he know he has the burden of knowing too much about his adversary. Yeah. So he knows that like 
they they took down the like the mother tree for God's sake, right? Like yeah. they like they will turn over this jungle to find me. Right. But that is right? exactly they, what he learned at the end of the last movie. He learned it's it it's not gonna do anyone any good to to run and hide. Like the whole like the 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 big plot point, the big thing he had to learn was to not try to hide. He had to like But that know, was before he had a family. Like, right. It, yeah. Yeah. Right. Remember, the, like, even remember when his son landed when that train crashed, right? Yeah. And they took down that train and his son was like, let's go and see what's going on. Remember how, like, absolutely livid he was? Like, what the fuck are you doing down here? I gave you expressed orders to stay in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. I I just personally don't think, like, him having a family overrides just kind of how... I don't know. I don't know if I want to say poor writing, like how poor the writing is, but I just, I don't think that excuses how kind of repetitive his character arc is. Cause like at the end of the day, he is still just relearning the same thing he learned in the last movie. It is different when he has a family, but I don't think that makes it like, I don't think that's an excuse for the direction that his character went. And, you know, I, I guess, um, you know, for people who are like, his character's all different now. I, like, I would say, yeah, it's because his, his character's different. Well, no, <laughs> the problem isn't that it's different. different the, the problem is that he's the same. The problem is that he hasn't grown. He should have grown since the last movie, but he didn't, and he has to relearn the same lesson. So you're saying that he is the same character, but yeah, he should have stayed at the, in the jungle. I'm, like, he is this, like... Like I brought up earlier, he feels like the same guy that he was at the end of the last movie. And simultaneously, he still has to relearn the same lesson that he learned in the last movie. Like, it, it feels like he's grown. Like, he, I mean, he hasn't grown. And if anything, he's regressed. That's, that's, the, that's the, the general argument, I guess, with, with his characterization. And again, it didn't bother me watching the movie. It wasn't like a glaring issue to me. I just bring it up because that's a criticism that a lot of people have with it. And yeah. it's all to say I enjoyed the movie regardless. Same. Yeah. It was like, regardless, wow, it, was, it was really something. Yeah. Some people say like the avatar movies, especially this one are just like glorified tech demos. And I guess like, that's not a bad point. Like it's not invalid to say that, but I just think it kind of misses just how beautiful it is just as like a yeah. piece of like, you know, like all the world building and like just constructing a, a world that feels real. I think it's mm -hmm. very impressive for sure. Same. Here. And for, for having learned very few of the characters names, I felt very emotionally attached to a lot of them. And yes, I felt the opposite. I didn't feel very emotionally attached to them. I, I think I will um, say I felt like, attached i guess that would be a better word to describe how i felt like about like maybe four of the characters tops but i did right care generally even if i didn't learn oh. hardly any of their names well I, I i found myself being like very unemotional through the entire thing like the only time i was like oh shit was when that mom whale died the yeah mom, mama whale died anyone and, that didn't um, feel sad at that is a psychopath yeah um there was that one and then um uh when jake's son uh talks to the whale is talking yeah. to the whale and the whale's like i've been exiled because i uh attacked or whatever yeah i, I like killed, that i think was i the... like that subplot and then he goes to the chief of the ocean 
people and is like, I just saw what I saw. I don't, that's like what you guys have said isn't necessarily true. And he showed me, I'm fucking, I want to say mind melded with him, but I know that's not what yeah. it is. <laughs> I, I did the he thing. Fucked it. I, I, he fucked I it. He fucked it. Um, when, when Jake Sully and Natiri touched their braids together, that was them fucking. So he fucked that whale. Fucking. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Anyway, um, and he said, like, "I just saw what I saw." And Jake is just like, "Listen here, boy, <laughs> you're out of line, boy." Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. I I did I I do generally like the the sort of like character archetype that's like, "No, chief, I know what I saw. I know what I believe in, even if you don't believe in it." And I'm gonna show you. I like I like that. I like that that kind of character. Mm-hmm. But I understand where Jake's coming from. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's like we are guests like in this in this place. Not only guests here, but if we go back to the jungle, we're fucked. Oh yeah, like ridiculous. Like this is the only good place we have. Yeah. Um. So be fucking nice, god damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I they're like both the fight right. They had. Um. And I okay. The one part where I was like, "Good on you," was when they went hunting, and it was like a fake hunting thing. Oh yeah. Right, and they leave him in the middle of the fucking ocean, and then he comes oh, back, sucks. and the chief is just like, "I'm sorry, my son should have known better. I, I give my sincere apologies." And Jake's son is like, "It was my idea, even though it wasn't." Yeah, Ugh. I was like, "Good on you, man. Fuck yeah, that's nah, how you do it." Nah, I, that that frustrates. Like, I understand why, like he did that. Like, I understand how that serves his character progression. Like. You know, being responsible. Not or even whatever. character, for, just the whole like, the whole situ like objectively like it's, it's, that whole situation was diffused. Yeah, yeah, and it made relations just generally better. No, that now- is that is true. I understand that. That being said, I would have been such a petty bitch about it. Like no, <laughs> no, like yeah, no, you should apologize. You left me out there. Yeah, <laughs> should kill him. <laughs> Want to kick him in the balls. <laughs> I want ritual combat. Yeah. With him. I want <laughs> I get a weapon he doesn't. I want to fuck his girlfriend in front of him, looking in at him in the of eye. Him. And I want to record it and make sure he watches it every month. Yeah. Yeah. If I had yeah, two wishes I could wish this holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> First would be the crap about the kids. And the second would be to fuck that guy's girlfriend in front of him and record it and make him watch it every month. Yeah, no, I, I just, I felt so like, no, no, fuck him. You don't stand, don't stand up for him. He's terrible. He's been nothing but racist. Well, I thought like, I, I kind of was like, well, it, it, it certainly, he certainly has social um, currency here. Cause he could like, when I first saw that, I was like, yeah, he could just be like, it's all good. I'm I'm fine. Yeah. It's good. We're the, cool. Yeah. The way I thought of it is that like that's not the guy that you want as your friend. You don't want him to like you. Like like I understand not wanting him like I I understand wanting him off your back, but you don't want to be friends with him. Like there is doing a harmless prank and then there is leaving someone in the middle of the ocean. But you also have to remember that they're kids too. I guess. I don't know if that well, like, like kids do dumb shit, dude. Like they do stupid dumb shit yeah like they'll make you lick a flagpole in the middle of december but like shit was dangerous 
Motherfucker. They they probably expected him to die. Dude, when my mom was a kid, you know what kids would do? They would just jump on open trains (laughs) while they're moving. Just for a little train ride. Just for a little train ride. Yeah, I think that's different, though, because that was just like them collectively being stupid together. It wasn't like, hey, let's all gang up on this one kid and push him in front of a moving train. You don't you know think what they I mean? did that in the days? Hmm? You don't think kids do that? <laughs> Whatever. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I would not want that kid to be my friend. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. No, fuck them. What I'm saying is they're in a very particular socio-political situation. That is true. Yes. And that gave him some particular clout there. Yeah. Some particular, some particular social currency. Yeah. That he could be like, it's all good, man. As long as my family's good with your family, we can fight a war together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just would not be able to like. I almost died for your sake. Maybe you should almost die for my sake. Yeah, I just would not be able to look at that guy the same after that. Like, like up until that point, the kid was a, a general shit, you know, but nothing that's like unforgivable. But if someone left me to die, like, I think I'd be like, nah. Okay. But you also know why he didn't tell the chief, right? Why? Beyond just a political situation. He like told the kid who left him out there. He was just like, sorry, when the kid who left him out there came up to him and was like, hey, why did you tell my dad that I left you out there? He's just like, I know what it feels like to like feel like you're a disappointment to your father. I wanted to spare you from that. Yeah. Like, I know how that feels. And I prefer you just to not have to deal with that. That's fair. That is fair. I Yeah, I remember that part. But I feel... Not not to keep pushing back on it, but I feel like it's not the same because like and again, I don't remember either of their names, but the kid that's the the miniature Jake Sully, like his whole thing is he's constantly compared to his brother. You know, he's not as good as his brother. You know, his dad wishes that he was his brother, like like all that, like like that's, you know, whatever. But that kid left him to die. I feel like it's a little different. Like maybe I, I could deserves think... to be a disappointment because of his actions. Well, and that's the thing. But like when he did come up to like Jake Sully and was like, "Hey, so I noticed your son's not back yet because I left him in the middle of the ocean. I thought he would be able to find his way back home." Uh, I'm sorry. Did we see like, that? Did we? Did we see that interaction? Because I I remember that just happening off screen, and then like then they're like, "Oh, where's 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 my kid?" Crazy. <laughs> like uh, I th- I just remember like um like I think it was the chief's daughter was like where is this kid that I like? Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know. And she's like, You totally do know. You guys were playing together earlier today. Where is he? And he's just like, left him in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I feel like at that point a- at that point you can't just use the excuse of I didn't know better. Like, if you're old enough to, like, hunt and shit, like, you're old enough to know not to leave. Okay. Like, you're old enough to at least least know that if you leave someone out there, they will die. Uh, Let me, you know, I guess if you're like a, like a ocean avatar person and you meet a jungle avatar person, I don't, like, given that I, I assume they haven't traveled the world to see how other people live, but, like, I wouldn't. If I were them, like not knowing that they like kind of exist, you know, like, well, they like know of each other. They don't know, like, 
they're not they're not well acquainted but like what information does he have to know that he wouldn't survive that well i think like it's not like it's their first day there like they've been there at least long enough to establish like i mean they even they all recognize all of the the water avatar all the water navi recognize very well upon first glance oh shit these people are built different and worse for this environment Mm -hmm. so like Um, i feel like the assumption would be that this kid would not survive out here on his own i mean i see your point yeah and i I don't i don't want to stay on this forever so i I will let you i'll let you have the last word on this point i just think alex that you're a stupid idiot and you don't know what you're talking about. Look, I, I said I'd let you have the last word. And I will do that. You're like Jake's cousin, Jake Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's like silly these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if they're like these aliens and they're only... The, like. It's like the exact same thing as Avatar, but the only thing they know in English is like D's nuts and all the associated (laughs) English jokes that go along with that. So like a dude, like a normal, like human dude comes down. He's just like, oh, have you heard? Do you know what dragons are? And the dude and the alien is like, dragging these nuts on your face. (laughs) That's all he knows. Yeah. Like how Yoda like talks backwards. They they always end (laughs) with D's nuts. (laughs) <laughs> nuts dragging on your face i am yoda yoda i'm looking for a planet i'm trying to find a planet planet these nuts you will <laughs> i'm not gonna do the voice i'm not gonna do the voice go to yeah. dagobah these nuts <laughs> dagobah these nuts you should go to go you should good to go to you should <laughs> anyway know, avatar av- avatar the last two, best, best, best movie ever finder. i would say Actually, uh, honestly, like it's it's up there. Oh yeah, Spider. I mentioned Spider earlier. I liked him a lot. Um, I think it was fucking stupid of him. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I before before you get into that, to even I, save that guy. Quick, quickly, I will say I. It felt like he was too like like he wasn't upset enough, at, right? With his situation, like he felt too eager. To like go on the 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 gun helicopter. He seemed too okay with it, especially when he knows enough that he could have just led them astray. Yeah, he didn't seem like a hostage. Like at any given moment, I was like, okay, so run away now, run away now, try to try to escape, and he just never did. And then he he was like, kind of bonding with the guys. I was like, this this is this this does not feel appropriate. Like, how can you still bond with them after they just, like, slaughtered a village? Yeah, these are just not even... There's not even any nuance to it. These are bad people. Yeah. You actively saw him threaten the only family you know. Yeah. Like, like even... Like, like, like with, with, with deadly force. Like... Yeah. Like, motherfucker put an AK-47 to someone's head. Yeah, like, they will not hesitate like to burn down head. a village and you know this you know this from the start like he knew right. like about his dad he knew he was a terrible guy he knew what he did and like yeah there was some animosity there but i feel like yeah he was just too eager to like be like with the guys 
Like he he right. like wanted to be on the gun in the helicopter, and they were like, "No, son, you're not old enough." Oh no, no, no! And like, this, why would you want any part of that? Why well, would you want to man the machine that kills your people? Well, espe- yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, especially for like him being like raised basically by the Navi, like. That's the strong association with the people who have actively tried to kill your people. Right. Your well, it's family. like it's like if during the 60s, like some U.S. soldiers kidnapped a Vietnamese kid and the Vietnamese kid was like, wow, these guys are cool. I'm going to use their flamethrower against my my own village. <laughs> I want to man the napalm. Right. Um, one thing that I was just like, fucking really? Because like we're both human. Like the, we've heard stories of people being like. Like, yeah, I met my birth dad. He's kind of a fucking asshole, and I'll mm-hmm. never follow him into anything, right? And just to see him be like, like he's underwater walking, trying to get to the surface, right? Because he has a mask on and he's all good. And he sees his dad there just twitching, <laughs> just like, Gah. yeah. And like, I, I was like, cool, just fucking leave him. Good. Right. Good yeah. Things. Like, while that was he's happening, a I was like, an no. asshole. No, don't, don't pick you're not. No, you're Oh, He's doing it. Oh, he's and no. And the up. whole time he was doing it. I was like, I hope you don't have enough oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> I also, ho- no, I thought no, for sure he you. would be dead by now. Yeah, because like he was passed out <laughs> okay. underwater. But Doesn't your are, body like Navi, though? They, yeah. they, they're not human. That's fair. They're not. That's they fair. ain't human. So we have to. That's where like. I get your point, though. It's like you can't just do sex not mocking all this shit. Yeah, the way like, I oh, generally, in it. yeah, the way I think of it, generally with species that are close enough to humans, like like Navi, for all intents and purposes, are just humans. Asterisk, like they're humans, but they're ten they're feet tall people. with blue skin. Blue they look like cats. They got tails. They got like carbon fiber bones or whatever. But mm. I like with that kind of stuff, you're generally supposed to just assume that it works along the same lines as the human body, just for the sake of simplicity and like understanding right. the story. Right. Like, I mean, they have a head and four limb, five, four, four limbs. Yeah. Like they never, I don't think they ever said that they breathe. Do they even shit? We don't know. But I've like, never see. Would that get caught up in your tail? I mean, cats shit. They, Do they, they crouch when they shit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, humans crouch when they be shit. So never mind. That's a dumb question. Yeah, I would say probably. Yeah, they do. But probably. yeah, like yeah, like that's they. all to say. Yeah, like the, you can't just stay sex machina your way out of this guy is right. passed out underwater. He should be breathe. He should be inhaling water. What he and would dying. be filled of, of water, right? And like I don't know. It's just like. It's like, kid, you have ne- one thing. Also, he doesn't even look like you because he's an an avatar body. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that should determine where your loyalties are, but he's shown a history of like being a fucking asshole before yeah. and after being in a Navi avatar body. Yeah. To the right? extent that you know this man, you know he's horrible. You know he's horrible, right? And like. I mean, maybe he has like fucking what? What is that one Swedish thing? Oh, uh, um, Stockholm fucking syndrome? Stockholm st- syndrome. Yeah, I could see that being a thing, like combined with like meeting your dad for the first time. Like dad yeah, shit I mean, he, will like, fuck you up. I mean, 
Yeah, but like. But yeah, I I still do disagree with like the way that he's kind of you know written basically like and then I, like if you're gonna save him you might as well just fucking go with him are you like are you shitting me here yeah like, you might as well just be fully on his team like you might as well just join the squad here's here's the thing with that here's the thing with like saving the irredeemable bad guy it works when you firmly establish that the character is very like he has like a no killing policy or like, you know, he can't stand to see, you know, death in any form like Spider-Man, Batman characters that have like a solid no killing policy. I'm not going to let anyone die on my watch. They don't really establish that for Spider. They don't establish that for this kid. Like there's no reason that he wouldn't let this guy who's been threatening to kill his entire, like, you know, his, his family, basically like for the entire movie, there's no reason for him to just like save that guy. Like, I mean, maybe he wouldn't necessarily kill him, but why would he save him? On a slight deviation, I think it would be kind of funny if it, if it turns out that like, the avatar bodies are just like riddled with cancer because they just didn't like they just didn't foresee that they would be in avatar bodies for so long yeah and it's just like oh i'm 32 see ya Blech. yeah dies of fucking tail cancer jesus yeah that would be <laughs> fucked yeah like yeah. dude imagine if he's just like, imagine like the lab guys Imagine the lab guys are like, hey, listen, we uh, we designed these things to work for collectively two months. <laughs> he just these he just things were not the designed the first movie. These things were not designed with long term planning in mind. Jake Sully just fights off the sky men in the first movie. And he's like, wow, I'm going to start a family now. And I feel funny. <laughs> Grace is like, by the way, we both have cancer. By the way. Also, Grace. Uh, she this is like a chain smoker. So like, oh, yeah. yeah, her, at least her human, her human is. form. Yeah. Right. I wonder what would happen if a fucking Navi just smoked a cigarette. I don't know. Probably, probably be weaker for them. Wouldn't it? Cause they're like, maybe assuming that nicotine affects them the same way. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's up to James Cameron. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if it just had no effect on them and they're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And it's like, tell you what, tell you what, we'll trade Shit's you these, these, we'll trade you these cigarettes if you, if you trade us this whale brain matter. Yeah. Yeah. Eh? Why yeah, are I they like, vaping too? What the fuck's up with that? Yeah. I like to imagine like the Navi would be like, this shit's weak. I, I like give them like bath salts cut with crocodile and they'd be like, this shit's weak. <laughs> This is we give the, we give stronger stuff than, than than this to our babies for their headaches. Right, right. You want you uh, you want some real shit? Try death sticks. Yeah, from Star <laughs> Wars. From yeah, that's right. We've we, we got so high yeah, that we, we made fucking death went to sticks a different a real universe thing. and learned about death sticks from Star Wars. <laughs> presumably in the same like presumably Star Wars is a movie in this universe. So <laughs> yeah, you know that. Yeah, you know that part. When Obi-Wan Kenobi, when the guy is like, uh, hey, you want some death sticks? And then Obi-Wan's like, you got to go home and rethink your life? Yeah, we we staked out his house. Then we went inside and we were like, don't rethink your life. We're, we're, we'll re- buy your entire it. supply. You know what's actually funny? What? I, I hate to go across genres here, but um, the the dude who 
had the death sticks actually did go home and rethink his life because he was under a Jedi mind trick and yeah. he actually turned his life around. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. That little tidbit. It's really cute. It's really good. he had a kid That's and nice. everything. Really That's awesome. Great. And the kid went on to serve in the Imperial Army and he Oof. destroyed so many families and villages. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then died in battle. Yeah. And then his body was incinerated unceremoniously. Shit. Bad JK, universe. Bad universe, yeah. I'd say. I would not want to live in the Star Wars universe. Shit um sucks anyway. Though. Anyway. Um Avatar 2 I also, best movie ever. It is. Uh I oh got there's one other thing I want to bring up. Um Well, I forgot. So best she, movie ever. Yeah. She, she. Um, oh yeah, that was it. So like I thought, okay. I thought at least like Natiri would be like, hey, that's a baby human. That spider kid is a baby human. Mm -hmm. We can, he's not, he's not the way those generals were. He's a baby human. And if Jake Sully is any example, humans can change. They can be good people. Yeah. Right. And I would, I was kind of hoping she'd be like, like, oh, this baby human is actually adorable and he's awesome and I love him. But instead she's just like, he should be with his own kind. Yeah. And she goes full on like segregation mode on him. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of ties into the fact that everyone in this franchise is racist. Yeah. Shit. Shit. Because I thought the whole idea of like a human growing up with the Navi was like super fucking awesome. Like, yeah. right. Like, I wonder how this goes. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a cool thing. Yeah, I definitely want to see like this world fleshed out more. That's that's kind of how I felt watching this movie. I I feel like we've kind of like this this world has outgrown the like imperialism plot. That's mm -hmm. that's why I feel so disappointed that like the plot is kind of the same, you know, with compared to the first movie. Cuz like the first movie was good. Like I, I liked it, but my favorite part was fleshing out this world and, you know, exploring everything and meeting the characters. Right. And right. I feel like this movie would have been more enjoyable for me if it like if we didn't have to still be dealing with because one, it it feels like nothing has changed. It feels like nothing really got better. Like it feels like we're okay. still on the same shit. Like they didn't really like they won the last battle just yeah. for them to come back again and for the fight to continue. And like, I don't know. I just feel like I, I wish we could just move on to more things, maybe explore some kind of like inter tribe relations, you know, That's learn. What we just saw. Well, what I mean, like without the external threat of, you know, the invading army, like I, I would like to see a story that's just, the Navi interacting with each other and, you know, dealing with some kind of internal threat as opposed to just fighting off the human army again. That's just, <laughs> yeah, there, there are some Navi who are like, you know, the humans have a point. <laughs> I just, I just feel like I never really liked that tree. Anyway, it was kind of drafty. <laughs> I just want something different. Even if it was like, cause like, again, the chunk in the middle that was just them learning how to adapt to this new environment. That was my favorite part of the movie. And I wouldn't mind a story that's just along those lines. And Navi on earth. <laughs> that's what I, I want to see him on. Earth. I want to yeah. see him like, Oh, this is how you live. Yeah. 
Damn, shitty. bitch, you live like this? <laughs> Damn. Man, like, and you guys just, like, developed like this? Oh, no, no. You guys we, did capitalism? We, we no, tried we that shit for it. a week, and we, we decided it sucked. No, no, we just, we just kind of, we just, we, you know, we had this, this black stuff in the, in the, in the, in the ground, and, and we liked burning it, and then, like, everything got hot, and... <laughs> So we had to burn oh, more and, of it. Oh, and to you, stay you, cool. so you didn't know that the stuff was heating up your planet, right? No, oh, we no. knew. No, we, we were knew. well aware. Yeah, we just it, really wanted just, to keep burning it. Right. So now we're coming to your place because um, we're kind of uncomfy now in our place. Yeah. And um, actually, regardless of, we also have a moon that orbits our planet that has like countless resources. Right. And we could fix all of our problems if we just fixed them. Yeah, that that actually reminds me. You bringing that up that reminds me. Uh, one particular line. the The lady general is like, "Yeah, we're we're building the city here because we kind of fucked up our own planet." Remember, remember that line? Talking to yeah, yeah. When they were on the construction site, right? Yeah, Earth's fucked. We got to rebuild. We got to yeah. Like, first, I will say it's realistic. That being said, it frustrated me. Oh, yeah. But I'm not no, we're frustrated doomed. at the movie. I'm just frustrated that this is how our government operates. And this is just how, like, we operate as a people. But it frustrates we me. We ourselves in the foot and we're like, I had no guns to that. Yeah. Well, it frustrates me that they, one, let the planet get fucked. Um, but two, the solution is colonize an alien world and that's like 100 million light world. years away. As opposed to just rebuilding at home. Where the air is presumably still breathable. Where the air and not death is. Yeah, where you don't have to fight off an entire planet's population to, to get your foot in the door. Hey, rather than fix the problems that we have here so socially, economically, and, and, uh, uh, and environmentally, how about we, we sail... Uh, like three light years through inky black death yeah to go to another planet that's slightly less but still very deadly yeah that's the thing the people though. who hate us that's the thing though like it's frustrating but not because like it's not because the movie's bad it's because we're bad like it's entirely yeah. realistic yeah. and that's that's the yeah, frustrating 100%. part well and that you know so like there was a whole like thing about how people got depressed after watching the first avatar movie yeah because not because they were sad about like the narrative but because they wanted to be a part of the navi i know i felt that walking out of the theater like oh i gotta return to my life oh my life sucks i just want to go in the forest and go to a home tree and sing some songs i want to commune with awa Shit seems fire. I want a fucking like tentacle dreadlock. Yeah, just seems cool. Yeah, but yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, I I remember him bringing this up. Like he makes this point whenever the conversation of like, hey, should we terraform Mars comes up. Like his point, like his his position on it is, why don't we just terraform Earth? Yeah, we already have Earth like most of the way there to being ha- you know inhabitable. Uh, we just kind of fucked up some shit. Why don't we just unfuck the planet? That's easier than terraforming Mars. Right. Well, if we can terraform Mars, why can't we just stop our fossil fuel consumption? You know how, like, by order of magnitude, how easier it is just to like, like, save our own planet at the, this current moment than it is to terraform yeah. Mars. 
I love the ADHD that this fucking planet has. And they say I have ADHD. They're like, no, you can't fucking think things through. And I'm like, motherfucker, have you seen the coral reefs? Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, it's it's not like our the solutions to our problems is like what we do isn't determined by what's the right thing to do a lot of the time. A lot of the time, it's it's just what's the most profitable for the people giving us money. Right, right. That's the whole reason that we spend so much money on war. Like, we don't spend money on war for any kind of, I mean, like, it's dressed up with, like, an ideological veneer. But it's just because of the military-industrial complex. Like, they dump a bunch of money into, like, elections and stuff, and they do a bunch of lobbying. And then then the politicians are like, hey, we got to give a bunch of money to, to Raytheon. And then Raytheon makes money, even though it costs the taxpayers so much fucking money. Right. Well, and, you know, my state and local government teacher made a really good point that was, like, um, really enlightening to me. He He's just like, the reason that a lot of government sectors don't operate well when they're run like a business is because a lot of the services that the government gives out aren't equitable. That's they're true. services that we need. They're just not equitable. That's, that's like exactly moving, the point that I was trying to make last week about NASA. Human, like, yeah, exactly. Moving human shit from like a house to a shit refinery plant it's not like there's no money to be made there but it has to be done because there's still shit in the streets yeah you know well also like trash isn't like equitable yeah also the profit motive is not a good thing for a lot of things that we need like it's not good to have the profit motive run our healthcare system because like the entire industry isn't centered around providing care for the most people it's centered around making money and that's like an right. it, that's an inelastic um, good. Like you can't just choose to go without healthcare. You can't choose to go right. without garbage disposal. You can't just choose to have your trash pile up in your yard. It has to well, go and it's somewhere. Funny too. Like and whenever like a group of people decide like you know what I'm just not gonna deal with this shit. We'll just help each other out, and I'll give you food if you look at my sore arm and and that is uh, communism, you know. and therefore you will be destroyed by the, well, no, the like, U.S. military. You, did you hear about that one lady? I forget. I think she's in California, but she was like, this old lady just feeding homeless people because she's just like, they're hungry and I have food and I don't like the idea of people being hungry. So I'm feeding them. Yeah. And then some and cities will have ordinance ordinances that are like, no, you can't, you can't feed the homeless. You can't feed them. And it's like, why? Because we, it's it, because it's not it, because you, we're, we can't exploit them. Yeah. You can give your buddy a sandwich. But if your buddy is a homeless guy you just met, no, you can't give him a sandwich. No, don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that shit's fucked. That's all to say that, yeah, that makes it kind of realistic. Like, the the whole thing with the military going to the other planet and doing this shit there. Like, yeah, it's realistic. Just like how, like, terraforming Mars seems like more of an option, like more of a viable option than just fixing the problems here. Just because it would probably make companies like it would be more profitable for the companies doing the terraforming, right? Because we'd probably be outsourcing the labor to a, a the private sector. Yeah, and yeah. The, that private sector would probably lobby for the terraforming to happen on Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why money in in politics is a problem. Like it, that 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 profit motive that. Like that, the 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 special interests like should not be influencing our public policy. Shit's fucked. Just like let's let's just do a mind experiment real quick. Imagine 
um, imagine a world much like our own, except Done. you don't do th- easy. Give me a harder challenge. <laughs> so if you don't do things for a paycheck and you're not worried about like getting money, you do things because you like to do them because that's what you felt called to do. It's fulfilling. Yeah. Cause it's fulfilling and you just did it. And even if it's not fulfilling, you do it because it needs to be done for everyone, for the good of everyone and, and yourself. And there's no like monetary price put on that. But if you break your arm, at least there's a dude that you can talk to about that for free. Who can, also is doing things for yeah. the good of everyone. I'm I, not saying that's like a perfect system, but what I'm saying is it like. I cannot stress how much you are describing communism. Yeah, I know. But okay, listen, I think there are good things about money. I don't think currency is an inherently bad thing. And I don't oh, yeah. think doing things for currency is an inherently bad thing. Yeah. I think just like once it reaches a point where people are working 40 hours a week and can't afford rent, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I've said sorry, before. Not sorry. Like I'm not like, I, I do like the idea of like a, you know, like the moneyless society, like all that, like, you know, you just, you work cause it's needed and fulfilling and all that and you get your needs covered. I don't, you know, necessarily think it's the best model for everything. Like, you know, entertainment, like luxuries that doesn't need to be, you know, managed by and the then, state and or then whatever. Like, like what happens when you have like too many people doing one thing and it's like you have an overabundance of one thing and it's like, like I I get it. It's not well. Isn't perfect. that what's happening now? Like, aren't there like shortages of like certain like sectors of jobs? Oh yeah, and it's it's weird because it's like and this is where like capitalism I've seen kind of like exacerbate the issue where they there's a shortage in one sector. So they go and put a bunch of incentives into doing that one job. And then a bunch of people flock to it. And then they have too many people because a lot of people were scrambling to get good paying jobs. Yeah. And then they have an overabundance of people in this job, but an underabundance, it's just this constant pendulum swing. Right. Yeah. And of course, once you have an overabundance of people in that job, and since that happens kind of quickly now with how quick information can get around, like, those advantages, those the, the advantages of taking that job go away pretty quickly once they have an overabundance of people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, to that point, I don't like, I'm not an expert. I'm not an economist or anything, but I'm not I, either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this is two dudes just shooting the shit about how the I'm world could be. Bubbly work. water. Like, that's I'm, great. I'm just... I, the way I think of it, I, I figure. And this is not an entirely educated take, but I figure under like a communist system where you just do like you you do work because it's fulfilling and needed and you just you you get all the stuff that you need slash want like taken care of like you don't pay for it. There's no money involved. I figure you would apply for what you like the job that you want and like the the system would find like the closest match that you're qualified for that's available and like i think a lot of people would tune out at that point like of at that point in the discussion because it's like oh that's totalitarian yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. like the 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 knee-jerk reaction is oh that's totalitarian they can't tell you what to do but that's kind of what we have now going on we already have to apply for jobs and even if you're qualified a lot of times you don't get the job because of reasons that are outside of that 
So it, yeah. I don't see it as that different. But yeah, what I was saying before, I like I could I'm I'm totally on board with necessities being like post money, if you will. Like you shouldn't have to yeah. worry about having enough money to pay for food, water, shelter, stuff that you would die without. Can I can I bring up a point too? I think we should like back up from the from the from the term communism as it is. Um, yeah, it is kind of be, like a trigger word for a lot of people, just, but that is just, what it and, is. But like the irony is though, like <clears throat> the irony is that like when I took an economics class in college, the professor was just like, this is capitalism, but we call it the market system now because um, the, the term capitalism is now very stigmatized. More like crap. But she still call That's what I call r- it. What? More, more like crapitalism. Crap-a-lism. <laughs> um, and she's like, but but they don't change the term for communism like just call well, it yeah because the, they want the term communism to be demonized right just call it the like i don't know the the labor exchange market system yeah yeah no i, like, I that's I, basically what it is yeah you're just exchanging labor that is yeah that is what it is yeah no the, i i'm, I'm enjoying this i'm enjoying this conversation this is this is the level of n- nuance that i've 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 i want to i want to have in this in a conversation like this i i just want right. to say i'm enjoying this, this oh yeah good. i am too yeah. and, um, and and i don't mean to say and one last point and i'll shut up um and i don't mean to say that everything about capitalism is awful and everything about communism is great there yeah. are, uh, there are obviously issues with both and uh, like i i just having a system that is hyper both of either of those is terrible. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The point that I wanted to make is sort of uh, in line with that where like, I think in like for resources that you need stuff that you can't just choose to go without, we should be post money on that. Like shelter, food, water, healthcare, all that should be just something you get. Like that should just be something you're entitled to as a person living here on this planet. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when it comes to like luxury stuff, like, you know, like diamond encrusted watches, you know, a PS five, like uh, that's like, that's I don't think though, like, li- like, l- let me finish. I don't know how. No, would... I won't let you finish. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you for edging me. This is, um, you know what I'm I so like. Sorry. Continue, please. So I, that's, that's the thing that I, like, I, I don't know how you would do it. But but anyway, to, to back up, I I feel like that kind of stuff can be left up to a private market as long as like every business within that sector is, you know, like worker owned. I still feel like the traditional ownership model is very exploitative, at least under our system. Maybe it would be different in a system where everyone has everything taken care of because um, you're not desperate to work just anywhere under that system like it's it can be a lot more equitable but i feel like that can be left up to a private market as long as there are proper you know precautions but i don't know how you would mix those like i i don't know how you would be post money but also use money that's that's kind of that's kind of where i just say i don't know and i'm not an economist i can't really prescribe one system or another i can just I, I generally know what has been shown to work, what I have seen, you know, uh, I, I just know what I, what I have seen. Well, and I, it depends on like a lot of things in my mind. It's like, depending on like what kind of society you're, you're starting with. So like, 
in America, we're generally capitalist. And then, like, in Russia, they're generally more socialist, right? Like, just generally speaking, those are two opposite sides. So if you're starting from, like, a capitalist side, trying to meet that middle ground, right? I think it would be through the through the the uh, means of regulation, right? Yeah. So, like, you can own your own apartment building, but you can't charge them $2,000 a month. Yeah. If they're not making that. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But if no. we're talking about just what is ethical, I still don't know if it's ethical for one person to own an apartment building. Like, I oh, also, you can't own all the property in town. Right. Yeah. Like, you just can't. That's dumb. No. Yeah. I just feel like it's not right to own someone else's house. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you, like, if there, if there is an apartment building full of people, like they should all have like either like a stake in the, again, I'm not an economist, so I can't write up like a perfect plan for it. But generally speaking, I don't think it should just be one person owning the building that they all pay money to. I feel like that's just too close to like a Lord's system. Uh, I I think, you know, they should either all have as like a stake in the ownership of the building or they should, you know, be able to own their apartment. I I don't know how kind of like how condos work. Kind of yeah, basically, yeah. I I don't know enough to like lay out what my perfect system for that would be. But yeah, I don't think landlords are very ethical as just a concept. And they're I, I mean <sighs> especially with something that's so like you're either here or you're like homeless. Right. Yeah. That's why I say like, it should like, we should be post money when it comes to stuff that you cannot live without. Right. Right. Um, and that's the thing. Like, can't I just live? Yeah. Why can't I just live? Right. Yeah. Like that, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. Just like what, like, and I, and I've been wanting to like talk about this on the show. Cause like, you know, we talk about capitalism and, and socialism and all that. Like capitalism, I view it as sort of like a game that we're all forced to play. You know what I mean? Like, like it's mm-hmm. it's fine on a small scale if you want to have like a lemonade stand or whatever. Like, I don't whatever. As long as everyone has their needs taken care of, I feel like if you don't already have a right to housing and food and water and, and all that, mm-hmm. like capitalism just feels like a coercive game. And it can be good for some people if you want to make, you know, climb the corporate ladder, um, all the power to you. If you just want to vibe, if you just want to like, you know, work part time at a shop and, you know, paint, you know, if you, you want to do that with your life, you should be allowed you shouldn't to. Have to go in, you shouldn't have to go into debt to do a sabbatical. Right. Yeah. Like, like I as long as you're doing something, like as long as you're up to something, like yeah. you shouldn't have to go into debt and take out a loan to do a sabbatical. I understand that you can't just have a society full of people not contributing any value, but I I just don't see that happening in reality. Like I don't see any kind of system, even if it's like you know a, a, a like a how did you describe communism? Like a oh labor exchange market. labor labor exchange system. Like I under that some some like, you know, pro capitalism people will will say like, oh, no one would work. I just don't see that being the case. I don't I don't see that happening because there are some people that just don't want to do anything. I say let them fuck it. Why not? Because there are like like, most people are willing to put some time into something as long as like like if if their needs are met. And they know, like, hey, this is an important thing. I got a good gig here. 
if I just, you know, work whatever, like 15 hours a week at this place, mm-hmm. you know, if the conditions are fine, like people aren't going to have a problem with that, I think. And people don't right. like we have enough people and enough resources that not everyone has to work full time. Like if we just distributed labor in a more efficient way, people could work like half the hours that they work now. We'd still have a functioning system. We'd still be producing enough. Oh, yeah. Like how um, there was actually a study done on something like that. So like with uh, the uh, one day less work week. So it's a four day work yeah. week. Right. Um, they found out that product the productivity actually went up because right. when you're burnt out you take many breaks throughout the day while you're yeah. working yeah and that's regardless. that's something that we've talked about on the show before yeah right and so you end up being more productive because you aren't you feel refreshed enough that you don't have to take those breaks yeah and the other like the other thing that like i think about in terms of in you know in in that respect we are productive enough and then some because our whole system is built on producing more and more stuff, producing more and more value. Every company, their goal is to have more like market value every quarter, you know, produce more thing, you know, increase production, whatever percentage every quarter. If we stagnate under capitalism, it's a very bad thing. But if we stagnate in a system where we're just trying to produce enough stuff that we're not going without, like stagnation is good. Like, hey, we hit the we we hit the amount of productivity that we need. We don't need to go any further. You don't need to work more hours for less pay. Like, we're good. We're just good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Like th- that's thing- something that yeah. Like we like we brought this up last week. Like that's just the 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 economic mindset that we have. I view as something to get over, and that's actually what Karl Marx wrote. And to an extent, I I agree with that. But at the same time, so like if you have like just a labor exchange market sort of system, the issue that you run into is just general inefficiency with that because you have to make sure that the person that you're trading with has what you want as well as ba- ba- bartering, basically, right? Sure. I mean, it's it's industrial sized bartering, um, and it's good sometimes like that idea could be good because there's no money involved. And then essentially, if you're looking at it from a capitalist point of view, everyone's getting what they want for free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's that. something. Then also, Sorry. I'll let you finish. Time, yeah. At the same time, also that bartering system also can improve relationships, which also in- improves like just general society. Anyway. Yeah. It's just good um, to know your community. Exactly. But, um, also, capitalism has its advantages in that you have a, one, a medium of exchange. So, like, I can quantify however many loaves of bread that you have by however many dollars yeah. someone says it's worth. Um, but also, it makes that system more efficient because then you can have more transactions going on. Yeah. Uh, and it's more precise in that there's a definitive value. Yeah. Exact value to what is being um, exchanged, right? So there's no, you can't mistake, you know, a, a, a bale of hay being worth however many cartons of wine or champagne or what, right? Like, it's it. You have a medium of exchange and a medium of comparison. Yeah, yeah, and well, in terms of like the efficiency of it, my understanding is that like under like the idea is that under 
like a communist system, you would have basically like the state, some kind of centralized authority, whatever it is, whether it's the state, whether it's something else, whether whatever you want to name it. And the idea is that they basically every year, every quarter, whatever, some fixed amount of time, they say, all right, so for the next X amount of time, uh, we're going to tally up how much each household needs. And I mean, you could like tie it in with the census, honestly, but you figure out like, are you okay, talking about have... the consumer price index? No, what I, what I'm, that's no, I, I could see how you think that's what I'm getting to, but no, like, so the idea is you tally up what people need, right? Like, okay, they need, they're, they're going to need this amount of food that doesn't really change. All, all that would make that change is just the number of people living here, but they need this much food and they can sign up and say, I want, you know, this amount of clothing. I want this, you know, whatever, basically like shopping, but you do it all at once and you don't pay for it. And then they mm-hmm. take that list of stuff that is needed and they say, all right, you know, baker, make this much bread, you know, so on and so on with the different sectors. Then they just make as much as they need and nothing more. And there's you know, very little waste, if any. So, but well, and that's but where my, that, that's that where idea, my dad, that's... that idea combined with, and keep in mind, I'm not an economist, but I, yeah. I do know that, you know, the idea of communism generally is that it's a stateless and moneyless society. So I don't know how the stateless aspect meshes with the centralized authority. So I, I don't know if that centralized authority is part of like, actual communist ideology or if that's mm-hmm. just something that was come up like well come up with after the fact well i mean i would say like just a in general uh uh what is it a government less society like a, a, yeah, a stateless society a, a stateless society that part i don't not, necessarily agree with that's not possible i mean right. listen uh, thomas Paine kind of outlined that yeah he said um uh if the imp- if the impulses of man were uh, uh, understood and irresistibly obeyed, men would need no other lawgiver. But that not being the case, we sacrifice a portion of our uh, of our profits for the right to keep the rest. Yeah, no, I I do agree with that. Yeah, you know. that's all to say, like that. That's I I don't view that as like a weakness of communism or like a like a like an oversight on like the part of Karl Marx that's just to say i don't know personally yeah like i that's just um, that's just a gap in my understanding right and i would also say too like uh like a labor market exchange or labor exchange market idea like sounds good if you only if you really like what they are offering you know like it's it's great uh, to have free bread as long as you like bread and as long as you're not like gluten intolerant. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I could see it adapted like there, there I don't yeah. think there's any reason I mean, that you couldn't adapt that yeah. to like a society where some people can't have bread. Like bread is just, that's just the go-to that's example just, of yeah. food. It could be anything like, you know, there's many apples or whatever. Not everyone eats apples, mm-hmm. but you get what I'm saying. And then, but like, and then also like, what are you going to do with like, Arizona. What does Arizona have that anybody wants? It's a desert. What, well, the idea. Nevada. The idea is you, you. You've probably heard the 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 famous saying like it's it's like the first thing that you hear about when you hear about communism. But it's uh, from each according to their ability to each according to their need. If you're not able okay. to provide much, you're not punished for it. Like if you're Arizona and you don't produce that much, like we're not just going to say fuck you, go without. 
Like you're part of the union. You, like we're going to take care of you. Just like how currently some states um, like net give taxes to the government. Some states oh, yeah, net take right. taxes. We already have dude, Alabama. There's dude, no okay, dude. like there's there's not really much difference in that respect. Like pretty much Texas, California, and New York and Florida are like propping up the U.S. like the United States government. Yeah, so there, there's no reason to complain about that being the case under communism slash labor exchange uh, market or system. Yeah. You know, I that's just the main point that I, I I wish more people would understand. Like there may be some downsides to communism or a labor exchange system to the extent that there are downsides, which I'm not. Like, I would never deny that there are downsides to any given economic system. But to the extent that there are downsides, they're not that much different to what we have now. And if anything, some of them, like, like I, I think the benefits outweigh the the possible risks, at least in, from my well, perception. You know, even the people who, like, disagree with these ideas or, like, are adamantly against anything that even smells like communism. Well, it's definitely um, not beyond the pale. Right, but like even for people who are like against this idea in general, like the fact of the matter is we can both agree that sometimes in society shit's shitty. Yeah. And we can point out various things that we both agree, even people who hate communism that are yeah. that are shitty in our society. The the thing I think that differs is that the people who are like adamantly against communism are like well, then you just have to pull up your bootstraps and get to work and work. What if you don't have bootstraps? What if you don't have, well, yeah, what if you don't have bootstraps, but also like that only feeds into the system even more. Yeah. Like it's designed, some of these systems are designed so that you can never have any upward mobility. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the heart it's, of a lot of, some of these the problems systems with are capitalism. Designed so that you're consistently caught in the working poor. So you're right. working 40 hours only to... So you can live, so you can work, so you can live, so you can work. Yeah. Right? I I think I sent you this, but Kyle Kolinsky did a segment on an economist. I forget the guy's name, but he was like calling into this this news show. I forget which network it was, but he was like calling in on like, you know, in like a Zoom call and he was on like a tropical paradise just to set the stage. So this mm -hmm. guy is very well off might I say. And he was like, yeah, it's actually a really bad thing that in the labor market, the workers have a lot of leverage compared to, you know, recent history. It's like, Ew. no, it's weird too, because like the whole idea is that like, if we have capitalism, it allows people society to progress and invent and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, I don't think workers should have like, or I think they're too powerful. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's... That, that completely negates the point that the reason that they're operating a business is to help their society to fill a niche right. that isn't being fulfilled. Yeah, that. Yeah, I actually I wasn't going to make this point, but yeah, now, now that you bring that up, but yeah, they they kind of go point, on about how <laughs> they kind of go on about how capitalism is so great because it provides a lot of upward mobility, but then when the upward mobility comes, they complain about it. Like the guy right. was say this this guy was like, yeah, I was at the ski resort and the they had teenagers working the concession stand and they were offering twenty dollars an hour and a lot of kids weren't even taking the job and like saying that it's be the workers are bad for that. Well, also $20 and like isn't that the free market? Like twenty dollars an hour in Florida is like nothing. Yeah, in I don't California, know if it was in Florida like specifically, but 
Like the dude was in a, like, I'm like just a saying, very nice place. $20 is a lot. Yeah. It's not a lot if of you're money. In Michigan, if you're in Michigan without a college degree, it's a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, but maybe if you're in Florida or California or Texas or Rhode Island or New York or, you know, sometimes it's like $20 is like not enough. Yeah. And they go on about how the free market, you know, finds equilibrium or whatever. And they always defend that when it comes to jobs that pay like sub minimum wage. They're like, hey, that's the market. But then they don't do the same thing when it comes to <laughs> jobs that pay well above that amount. Like it's well, it just also like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. But but yeah, I was I was saying like they they say ca- capitalism is so great because like it provides so much upward mobility. But then when the the workers get the leverage to give themselves that upward mobility, they're like, no, the the workers got to fall back in line and 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 demand less money. Actually, right. Um, and the, like the point about equilibrium too, like, um, you know, it they only they they say that right, but the equilibrium idea only works really if it's uh. A, a, a product that's being actively used, right? Or if you're not actively checking and trying to take and trying to exploit the fact that there is an equilibrium, yeah. right? Because if you can determine certain points on that equilibrium, you can make more profit, right. right? And it only comes to equilibrium when every need is met and it's met at equal footing in also, the economy, yeah. right? So. Also, you know, if, it's not if, an exact science. Like, it's not like, it's not like chemistry. You know what I mean? Like, it's just stuck with it. Like equilibrium and like all the graphs and stuff they use. It's just a way to like quantify human behavior. And I just I feel like people don't like kind of check themselves enough and realize like, okay, yeah, market forces equilibrium. Like they act like it's like some kind of external force and it's not just the way we describe how humans are operating. Well, you know, it's a great way to disturb equilibrium knowing that there is going to be an equilibrium. Yeah. And, and then saying like, for instance, like with masks, for, let, I'm not sure of, I'm not like knowing of any uh, situation that happened with this, with masks in the COVID-19 pandemic. But if you were a mask manufacturer and you knew that shit was going to hit the fan, you could easily just, halt production of your masks and rack, rack up the price. Yeah. Yeah. Price gouging. Right? Exactly. And that's what's leading to so much of our inflation, just price gouging. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and you, they act like, like mask inflation have made record profits. Yeah. They're acting like inflation is some kind of external factor, like some kind of external force. It's like that South Park episode where like the, the, the economy is treated like a, like a deity. I like that episode. Um, but yeah, it's like they they treat it like it's some kind of unknowable outside force, and it's it's just it's just price gouging. Like she, in some cases, you, yeah. I mean, um, if it's gushers, I don't really care. But like, yeah. But for yeah, when it's for like masks, a for, for medicine, like for fuck's sake, like if for it's housing, like, housing is a big housing, thing that that's happening to right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot what I was gonna. Say. I need to pee. Oh, I'll be right oh, back. I okay. All right. Yeah, I'll wait for you. Hold I'll play that, some hold, hold music. God love you. Now, this is chocolate, right? Chocolate, you are pardoned. You are pardoned. You said you had to tell me that? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Look at my sweat. I'm serious. He said, I don't know, man. You didn't have to pardon me. I knew I was pardoned. (laughs) I'm watching that video of Joe Biden pardoning the turkey. I just... Not to... 
not to halt what we were talking about. I just I was like, okay, we got to we got to show the viewers this cuz we were we've been like riffing on the whole like there's like a 8 second part of this of this thing where Joe Biden is like uh, Turkey, uh, you want to you want to you want to say something into the microphone, Turkey? Uh, this, this Turkey reminds me of some of the world leaders I've met because they're a bunch of jive turkeys. Anyway, we've we've been riffing on that, but I have not seen like the rest of it, and I just what he's saying here is so like I don't know. I just have it feels like performance art. Look at this. Have God you seen um? No, this so is chalk, right? Have you seen Chalk. the clip of him um, explaining how he feels about his his mental clarity? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when he talks about like a fly or something. Yeah. He, he was like, "Listen, listen. In terms of my mental clarity, like, look, man, look, listen, Jack. I for a hundred years, I, you know, and and you know the, yeah. I don't. And when I think about my clear, a man like a fly, I just, I can't. When you know, I just, I'm not, when I worry about it, I'm, it's just nothing. Yeah, man. Anyway, all right, this is very, very quiet. Hold on, let's. Look at this. God love you. Now, this is chocolate, right? Chocolate, you are pardoned. You are pardoned. So you had to tell me that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, can, you I, are. can I mention something yeah. funny? I'm Hold serious. On. Hold on. He said, I don't know, man. You didn't have to pardon me. I knew I was pardoned. At any rate, thank you both very, very much. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you. it. How, how many turkeys you got down there? You raising? Circle S Ranch grows about nine and a half million turkeys a year. God love you. Nine and a half million turkeys. I tell you what, that's like Pardon some that's of the countries. Up. Up. Yeah. Well. Anyway, he's gonna say the thing. I had to crank my volume so much for this. Love you. Nine and a half million turkeys. I tell you what, that's like some of the countries I've been to. <laughs> and the, anyway. Anyway. Uh, anyway, you were saying? Oh, um, so, <laughs> so a pardon, when you accept a pardon, it's a legal admission of wrongdoing without punishment. <laughs> yeah, Turkey, so, admit you did something the, wrong. Admit your crimes. I don't, I don't know what this Turkey did in Nam, but um maybe they got him on tax evasion maybe anyway we were we were talking about this economist so yeah he was complaining about like workers having leverage and my takeaway from that um combined with other like clips that i've heard of economists being like workers having leverage is bad like just all of that combined together i don't know how your takeaway can not be that we rely on an underclass to keep our economy going. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you bring that up to like the average capitalist, they're like, no, we don't have an underclass, a permanent underclass that we rely on. You know, one of them, if they're lucky, can climb the economic ladder and win the lottery or something and they can, you know, get their big break. But it's like, can they all, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's still a, a class of people that we rely on to work long hours for low pay with no benefits and all that. Like, and, and our, to your admission, our economy would collapse if they didn't do that. So how is that right. not an underclass? And I love how much, um, like government jobs are frowned upon. Like, and what I mean by love is like, I kind of hate it because right. 
if, if you want to see like a job that actually cares about their employees, like look at government jobs, uh, because I mean, the pay might not be like the absolute best, but you get really good health care. Yeah. Um, health care, like usually pretty comprehensive, pretty full yeah. Healthcare for like you and your entire fucking family. Yeah, I don't remember who made the argument, but I remember someone made the argument, and it's it's a, it's a good argument that the military is like, like it's basically just a miniature like socialist experiment within our government. Like, like the military, the way it operates is very similar to like a like a socialist or communist setup, where you put in your work to the extent that you can. And you just get shit covered for you. Like your pay is low, but you get crazy benefits. Mm-hmm. And like and your, your you're just within you a community. A hmm? Your pay is low if you don't have a degree. But the thing is, like, they're well, like the they're point is the pay like, is low, but like you get incredible health care and and all that. All right. Like you get if you're in the army for like uh twenty years, you get like free health care for the rest of your life through the VA. Yeah. Now there are problems with the VA, but with the concept VA, of it is good. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say keep it, make it better. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, if you want to get benefits from the military, yeah, go for it. Just pray to God that you don't get like PTSD. Right. Also, no, you are joining the bad guys from Avatar. Yeah, that's why I would like I would have to get incredibly desperate to even consider joining the military. Because I mean, just just ethically, I could not square that. Well, I mean, the way I view it is that, like, the actions might be wrong, but the people aren't bad. Um, sure, but the actions like, are the still actions wrong, are, and that's that's my yeah, ethical the, concern. Exactly. The, the actions are wrong, but the people aren't bad. However, they will need to be good people there to try to change it. Yeah, even How if there are good changing? people, even if there are good people there, like, sometimes that's not enough. Because, like, it's a very big system, a very heavily flawed system, and it takes just an incredible amount of effort to change it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah it was, uh, I'm learning that the hard way with yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought about bringing it up, but, yeah, you know, not, not to get, you know, too specific about what's, what you're dealing with. Yeah, you're kind of learning that the hard way. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. But anyway. yeah, the last the last point I was I was going to bring this up. The last point that I want to make in our economic discussion is uh just like as a general rule, I don't like the attitude that because there are potential problems with an economic system, it's not even worth trying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, under under socialism or communism, sure, there are opportunities for corruption. Like what we've talked about with like publicly financed elections, there's potential for corruption, but I don't see that yeah. as a reason to not give it a try and just do our best to stop the corruption. Because yeah. the way that we do it now just is corruption. Like having publicly or pr- privately financed elections just conceptually is corrupt publicly funded elections conceptually is the lack of corruption so i think it's Mm -hmm. worth trying that even if there is the possibility for there to be wrinkles in the plan it's not i like i don't think you should throw the baby out with the bathwater and say there's uh, there's some issues so let's just go back to the more corrupt way that we were doing things right right 
So anyway, Avatar 2, Way of the Way of the Water, <laughs> best movie ever. <laughs> best movie ever. Yeah, I don't know because that was a long segment that we just did. I don't yeah. know if I will like cut it out as a separate like publication or what. I don't know if I'll leave it in because the session we spent like an hour and a half. The session file for this episode is two and a half hours. So yeah. I'm on top of what we've already done. Yeah, I may split it up into a couple thing, like have the episode and then the thing that we just finish right. up. So to the listener, just, just pretend to any future employer, pretend that uh, this edit this has worked out. But anyway, yeah, Avatar, employer, I'm I'd joking. say best movie ever. Um, I Good thoroughly movie. enjoyed it. I understand there are flaws with it, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I think that like the flaws that are there, I view them as nitpicks, even if they're like legitimate flaws with the movie. I still feel nitpicky, like going into it, you know, like I feel mm-hmm. nitpicky, like complaining about the issues with the movie because I, I just feel like it's not the kind of movie where like the plot really matters. Like, I wish that the plot was better. I wish it wasn't a retread of the last movie, but that doesn't ruin the experience for me because that's not what it's about. Yeah. Anyway, you want to get to recommendations of the week? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm very tired now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a couple of video recommendations. Uh, so the first one is from Wisecrack. Uh, it's they do a lot of really good, like in-depth videos about. I mean, they do some videos about like Marxism, like and how it relates to like certain media. Like it's it's primarily like a like a media analysis channel, but they do a lot of like. Like they work in a lot of economic concepts and 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 stuff like that. Like a lot of what I've learned about Marx's writing is from that channel, um, among other you know sources. But yeah, it's just well researched stuff. This video in particular is titled "Is Right Wing Comedy Funny?" and it's just kind of a deep dive into like the mindset of a conservative comedian and like what makes conservative comedy different from like you know, non-political, non-political comedy. And it kind of goes into how like liberal comedy and conservative comedy are kind of two sides of the same coin. Now, liberal Mm -hmm. comedy isn't like, you know, George Carlin going on about like how, you know, the economic system is rigged or whatever. Like that's a whole separate category. Like it's still political, but liberal comedy, I like, like the average CNN viewer, like that kind like that version of the word liberal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a good video. It's it's very in-depth. I, I appreciate the nuance. Um, and then the other video that I have is Psychiatrist Breaks Down Batman Psychotic Arkham Inmates. It's from GQ. I like the guy that they brought in for it. I like his vibe. Um, hold on. Let me... I'm, I'm going to find a part of the video that I like. But yeah, uh, it's it's good. He basically goes through a few of the different Batman villains and kind of like gives his two cents on like what their diagnosis would be like real life. Yeah. The one that I thought was interesting is that he said that the Joker as like, as far as he can tell, doesn't really have a mental disorder. Like he's not like insane. Like mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing is wrong. He's just like a nihilist basically. Like he's yeah. not crazy. He's not, with that. <laughs> he's not a psychopath. Like he just does what he wants. Um, mm-hmm. but I just want to like showcase a bit of this guy's vibe cause I love it. Um, 
I do not know if this is the exact times. Does have an impact on your life. Up here, yeah. Here and murderous. Trauma that happens when you're younger really does have an impact on your life. It doesn't make you want to become a murderous individual necessarily. That's pretty rare. But here we see Penguin. <laughs> I just, I like his vibe. Like he takes it so seriously, even though what he's talking about is like on the face, kind of like silly, like diagnosing right. comic book villains. But he's like, yeah, like taking it so seriously, like, yeah, you know, childhood trauma has a lot of, you know, bad effects on you. Doesn't necessarily make you murderous, but yeah, and, you know, it's, it's rare. I don't know. I just love his like kind of dry vibe. I love him so right. much. He's just dressed like a nerd. He has round glasses. <laughs> it's great. I love it. And I, this is just to kind of continue uh, what we've been talking about with physical media. Um, I just have a couple of Amazon links um, just to kind of showcase what I've been talking about. You know, like you could get a Paramount Plus subscription or like uh, I, I was going to bring up. It, it especially works if you have like maybe like a friend group where you're all into Star Trek and you're like, OK, we could pay p for Paramount Plus or we could just like, you know, pool our money by the these Blu-ray collections. Um but yeah, the 10 movie and sort of Plex server. Yeah. Yeah. Store have, you know, the, the techiest person set up a Plex server. And instead of paying for Paramount Plus every month, just pay once for the Blu-rays and then you can all, you know, share them. Like it works, especially if you're in that situation. But I think still, if you're one person buying it, it still makes sense. But yeah, this is the first 10 Star Trek movies on Blu-ray. So high quality 1080p. And it's uh, $56 regularly. Right now it's on sale for $42.52. That's a pretty good deal. For 10 movies, like it's decent. It's like it's like it's like it's like two two dollars per movie. My math. Hang on. What at $42.52? Yeah, $42.52, and it's 10 movies. So Four dollars like, and twenty-five cents. Yeah, yeah why, why did that take me more than half a second to calculate? Why did it's divided oh, by I ten? Did, I used the calculator. I I just used the cal I used the fucking calculator, my guy. Yeah. Anyway, less than five dollars per movie. I'm just an idiot. Uh, the Star Trek Next Generation Motion Picture Collection. Um, that has four movies, um, and that's twenty bucks. So same per movie price. Um, and they also have like the Blu-ray box sets for this, the series granted one of those movies is pretty shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you'll, you'll find that with any, um, movie franchise, but yeah, they also have the box sets for the series and, and those are a bit more expensive just cause it's like an entire TV series, you know, but yeah, just conceptually it's a, it's, it's just, it makes sense. Um, like if you're you know, just buying HBO max for the, the star Trek movies, um, makes more financial sense to buy these, these movie collections instead. Mm -hmm. Um, and I noted, um, with the honey, um, price tracker, it shows the price history for any given item and the, uh, the star Trek 10 pick the 10 movie thing, uh, went as low as $33 during December. Wow. So, yeah, pick it up if it goes on sale. You can turn on the um, there's like a, a tracker on Honey that you can set it. So like if it goes below a certain amount, you get a notification. 
So that's something useful. You can just add it to your Amazon wish list, whatever. But yeah, I, I like that with that, you're not at the whims of a large corporation. Like you're not, you know, the victim of a rights dispute. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's all she wrote. It's all that's I wrote. All she wrote. I have, I have a few. Ooh. Lay recommendations. I think I may have already recommended this like a bunch of episodes back, but um, yeah, we, we can do uh, the, you know, repeat recommends. Um, the show, uh, the Star Trek animated show called Lower Decks. It, um, it's just, I, I just, it's really, it's nice and goofy in a way that's like self-reflective of like Star Trek faux pas and um, it, it can poke fun at itself and also give really decent like storylines. So I quite like it and I hope our, our, our audience will too. Um, the other thing is a YouTube channel that I like to uh, watch sometimes for like astronomy stuff. Uh, it's called Astrum, uh, A-S-T-R-U-M. Uh, he does a lot of astronomy and space videos. Just, it's just cool. He has a very nice, calm, like voice when he talks about things and it, he has an English accent. It's really cool. He's a really chill dude. That's awesome. Um, and so that, that's pretty cool. Um, Mr. Beat. He's another YouTube YouTuber. Oh, yeah. uh, he used to be a social studies teacher. Um, yeah, we've talked about him does, before. I brought up one of his, one of his videos in conversation. Yeah. And actually remember when I brought up Johnny Harris? Yeah. He has a video up that was up, 12 days ago called Johnny Harris is wrong about inflation. Ooh. Yeah. So two YouTubers that I actually quite like beefing it out. I love it. That's great. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Oh, I, like I just those guys. realized you were saying that Mr. Beat has a video called Johnny Harris was wrong. is wrong about inflation. I, for some reason, I thought that you were saying Johnny Harris has a video called Johnny Harris is wrong about inflation. Yeah, he actually critiqued him his his own video. Yeah, I I don't know why I, I mean it's We're not very weird for like, a, a person to do that. It's been done before. Usually it's just like, hey, recap. I was wrong. Yeah, um, but yeah, I will, I will again plug the um the Tom Nicholas video about Johnny Harris because he's like bad or something. I don't remember. But I, I just remember bad. I just think Thomas he, Nicholas did a um, video about kind of sensationalist a little bit. I feel he like, like he waters things down too much. He like took money from someone and then did a puff piece on them and didn't disclose that it was like a sponsored thing. Something along those lines. Mm. Again, I don't remember, but yeah, Tom Nicholas did a video about him. So just presenting both sides, man. <laughs> I see both sides. Um, both sides. Actually, I forgot I wanted to to mention I've been replaying the uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and it's it's great. Um, nothing will quite match just the sheer joy of playing it for the first time. Oh like, right! Like, it, have you played it? Oh yeah. I mean, I haven't gone through the entire thing, um, but I have in fact beaten three of the bosses before okay yeah i'm yeah i've been replaying it it's been like five years since i started it um the first time and you know i i beat it like fairly you know fairly quickly like it's been a long time since i finished the game basically is what i'm saying yeah um and it's just fun to revisit but i don't think anything will quite match playing it for the first time 
because it was just such a unique like fun experience yeah stimulating experience I, I i really loved the exploration of it and it's fun exploring the map again but it's kind of like okay i've done this before i'm just excited for the sequel to come out i hope that it you know innovates in a in a way that i like right obviously it's going to be the same like it's going to be the same map of hyrule so they're not going to have you do like all the shrines and the towers again mm. um because you, you can't really recapture that you can't put the genie back in the bottle if you will but i guess there's going to be like like a like a sky city or whatever above hyrule and possibly like caverns below so there's going to yeah. be exploration but yeah that was my favorite part of the first game i hope i just hope it has the same kind of quality to it but yeah if you haven't played breath of the wild in a while or if you haven't played it yet um especially if you already have a switch like i cannot recommend it enough the the price on the used market has gone down quite a bit my my roommate just bought himself a copy and i think he got it for like 25 bucks Hmm. so that's very well worth it i think the dlc altogether is like 15 to 20 dollars there are dlcs yeah yeah they uh they released a couple of dlc packs with like extra items and like quest packs um so yeah i I, yeah if you have if you played the base game but you haven't played the dlc i strongly suggest that um it's just a fun you know extra thing it's just more breath of the wild which i always love more breath more wild yeah man my my breath has been very well sounds like your breath is wild more like my sinuses man yeah man anyway this isn't a recommendation so much as it's just uh hey i started this new series and i'm excited for it but miles morales i'm showing on the webcam miles morales has his new series second issue is out today as of recording i picked it up earlier i haven't you know read it yet but the first issue was was decent um i just like the character it's good he's it's cool that he has a new series and i like it um, oh, I forgot. I wa- okay, not to take too much extra time on top of what we've already been doing. I'll make this quick. But I've been talking about the Fantastic Four series, the new one that just started. It's three issues in as of now. The third issue uh, features Johnny Storm. Like the whole like setup for now is like they're all on their separate adventures. And then they come together later. But Johnny Storm is like on the run because of some events that happened in the past. It's unclear what happened to split them up and like they they have all their their stuff is gone they don't got any more money and they're all like on the run or whatever but johnny storm is like the the human torch he's like you know trying to lay low you know live like as an alias so he comes up with uh a foolproof alias uh jonathan fairweather and he like grows like a like a must like one of the mustaches that like goes like you know, I'm drawing out the shape, yeah. but that does nothing for the listener. But just just look it up. Just look up Jonathan Fairweather. But he and he dyes his hair and he works at like a Best Buy type store. And the whole story is him taking down like the owner of the store who's like super just an asshole, like underpaying people and, you know, leaving shit like unsafe. Just terrible guy. Turns out he was like 
like a mob goon from way back and you know he was oh, in an obscure issue way back and they brought him yeah. back for this and he's like i remember you johnny storm i remember you human torch and you were you were mean to me this time and and yeah. like he unionizes his workplace like he is a hero in the sense that he can light himself on fire and beat up a guy but he also has to learn to like use people skills and like you know use like his community essentially to defeat the bad guy kind of like joker and harley quinn <laughs> kind of but this is actually like like it's, it's the joker thing is great like he becomes mayor and he does socialism or whatever like actually good thing but this is i like this because it's like he's a hero like he can light himself on fire and all that but he's also just being a good person like he's just being a good guy independent mm-hmm. of his superhero identity and I just I like stuff like that where it's like, yeah, this guy has powers and he does the right thing with them. But at heart, he just is a good person regardless. He would be doing good yeah. things even without his powers. I exactly. just I like that. And they all they all take him down and they, you know, he gets arrested for some crimes that they expose him for. It's great. It's a good story. Uh, I strongly suggest picking up Fantastic Four number three. Um Either pick it up at your local comic shop, uh, buy it from the Marvel Comics app, or wait for it to go on Marvel Unlimited if you if you have that. And that's all she wrote. For real this time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. unless any one of us thinks of something to add, I think that's the show. I think that's the, I think show. That's the show. My voice feels worn out. Thank you, everyone, for listening okay. to another episode of Bold of You to Say. If you liked it, then like it. If you subscribe, then subscribe. And if you comment, it better be nice because we have fragile egos, as I have established. <laughs> if you like the show, then leave us a review on Podchaser. It's like an IMDb type site for podcasts. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you can, if you want. We can't make you do anything. Share the show with a friend. If you didn't like the show, actually, uh, just send us like a letter, like yeah. through the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Just either way, inflate our fragile egos. Mm-hmm. Follow me on social media. Don't follow Gavin anywhere. Blah, blah, blah. Don't follow don't me. because Not only because I don't have anything to follow. So. Yeah. I, I, Good luck. If you can find yeah. them to follow, let you know, me know. I and challenge I'll you to follow him on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Tr- try it, yeah. I guess. Like and subscribe. Something that's Sub- not derelict. Yeah. Subscribe to the Clips channel. I'm trying to upload more there. Yada, yada. Anyway, have a good 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. Our official business hours. And let's go pardon a turkey. Let's get pardon a perky. Hey, look at this. Look at this turkey. Oh, this. It's just like a country. Nine and, nine and a half million turkeys. Uh, That's all I just. Uh, that reminds me of. Uh, I like I, like I said on the phone, fly. it sounds like his brain is out of breath. <laughs> Look at these nine and a half million turkeys. Oh, it's, it's a lot of turkeys. Uh, reminds me of some of the places I've been to. Uh, uh, hey, turkey. Hey, I'm pardoning you. Hey, turkey. You know, hey, I don't you're, know why. You're the turkey better. saying, I know you're pardoning me. Yeah, I won't. Uh, you know what I did. I, I committed <laughs> tax fraud. I, you know, it's it's almost better that he's, he's old and confused. It, you know, like. I guess it beats it's young almost- and confused. No, it, it beats, like, Sarah Palin being like, I can see Russia from my porch. <laughs> like, it beats yeah. that. Like, at least I know the dude's sane. Yeah, I just don't like that we're comparing those two options. I'm only comparing them from dr- for dramatic effect. Yeah, I just, I wish we had 
better options. Uh, and I feel sad that we don't. Uh, anyway, let's let's get there. What would you do if you could change your... Wait, no. If you could change your fate, would you... If you had the power to change your fate, would you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. I think yeah, I'd make I it better. I think I that's a dumb fate... question. I think it's an easy, would... easy fucking question. I would make my fate irrelevant. I... My fate would be I get a trillion dollars. If I... <laughs> if I had one fate... <laughs> That I could have this holiday season. Season. It'd be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. If I had two fates, <laughs> I could change this holiday season. First would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for, what was it, $60 million a month to and be given long orgasm. to me, tax-free in a Swiss bank account. If I had three wishes, I could. Sorry, if I had three fates that I could change this holiday season. First would be the crap about the kids. Second would be the for thirty million dollars, and the third for would be a thirty-one day ex- extended orgasm to be brought about by the whatever celebrities he brings up and the, the model Pauline somebody. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's jump into it. Look at these jerks. And if I had four wishes, I would jump into it. I would, I would have nine and a half million turkeys, just like some of the places I've been to. Man, I jump into it just like some of the countries and and the turkey and yeah, flies are like my attention and when I can see with the, what the fly sees anyway. Yeah, I've made the decision that this is going to be an end credit stinger. This is going <laughs> after the outro music. This 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 bit. So, hello from after <laughs> the outro music. Poor kids are just as smart as white kids. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let, let's hear it from the man himself. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just says it with such, like, he's trying to be the light of the world. He's, and he's yeah, trying to he's be like, like, I'm he's the voice of reason. Something. He's like, I'm the voice of reason, but I'm the voice of truth. He's very progressive for 1952. I'm the voice of compassion. And then just accidentally just says something completely racist. Yeah. (laughs) I I will leave you with this. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like like to to be be able able to. to... Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 